everyone, and welcome to another super awesome, interesting episode of the Ungrown Ups podcast. I am Ryan, that is Matthew, and we are the Ungrown Ups, and this is episode 90, otherwise known as... The 90th episode. I think you're kind of overselling this, a super exciting episode on a... It's always super exciting. But it's also gray and gloomy, and we're all kind of That's why I'm trying to keep it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Energy up. Woo! Faking the funk. It's that uh, more passion, more energy. Oh, yeah. I love that sound, that stupid uh, soundtrack. That and the dog. The dog with the, like, huh? Face? Oh. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, That one. That one's pretty good, too. Anytime you see one of those, I'll stop and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how, like, you can convey so much with just a meme image. Not even, like, a, anything moving. Right. Just the photo. You already kind of get the context. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate that dog, though, because it's like the chocolate lab with its lips all stuck up, and it looks very confused, and it's just, like, looking around. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think dogs are just sympathetic anyway. So any dog photo, you're like, oh, yeah, dogs are great. Except <laughs> chihuahuas. I said what I said. No, I mean, the only dog that I ever got bit by as a kid was a chihuahua. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, they are the devil. And the one that we had on our street, it was a neighbor's dog named Butch. And it would chase <laughs> cars. I've never seen any oh, really? dog chase cars other than butch the chihuahua i mean i've heard of it but i've never seen right right it. yeah and this yeah, is yeah. the dog you would hear it barking and running and you can see it chasing the car down the street how's that gonna what does it think it's gonna do i have no shit I, no, it, no clue it would be funny if somebody just stopped yeah, and, and let it get caught and then see what happens but the thing is it was a chihuahua so it would have just what run into the car i guess did you see that video of the lady whose tesla i think it was a tesla was getting torn apart by a dog i've seen i don't know if i've seen that one but i have seen like it was like two like pit bull like bigger dogs yeah. that had just tore the front bumper off of a car and were just like pulling it apart that is kind of crazy but I, that i have yeah, haven't I seen in person be. i don't think i want to see that one in person no it was just a some lady in her car filming like yeah, what the hell like i guess you could just drive away you're in the car yeah you're safe drive away you maybe she didn't want to hit the Go. dogs. I think if the dog is ripping your car apart, literally like tear, tearing the mirror off. I've saw one where the dog is taking the um, the stripping off the window surrounds. Like it's pretty. Oh wow! Yeah. How do you get that dog? I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the logic behind a dog being that amped up on whatever anger, rage, excitement yeah. to tear a car apart is kind of interesting. The dog probably saw a picture of the Cybertruck and was pissed. Speaking of Cybertruck, they're everywhere now yeah yeah okay well i i don't know about everywhere i've only seen the one in everywhere the in southern california or on social media of friends who live in southern california so i saw my first one in the wild two or three weeks ago and it was wrapped like burgundy yeah so yeah, yeah which like is weird iron man yeah. right so i saw it at a cars and coffee event and it was like okay whatever then last week i was at lunch <laughs> And uh, I was at a sandwich shop, and it's a couple doors over from a, a vinyl wrapping place. Oh, okay. And so... Someone was there to get wrapped. Yeah, somebody yeah. had pulled up, and I didn't realize that the people that were staring at the car were the actual owners. I thought oh, they no. were just... Did you say something? I didn't say anything at that point, oh, but okay. then I was looking at those people, I'm like, oh, okay. And then they came back, and I realized those people were the owners. Were they... What you, I don't know how to stereotype a Cybertruck owner other than what I've got in my head. Well, so you kind of think like douche bro kind of vibes is like my initial kind of, thought. Yeah. No, this was like the mid 50s pudgy white couple that were just completely bland. Huh. That owned it. And it just totally didn't fit my expectation. Was the guy wearing Sperry's? No, but the wife was wearing like 
sort of dressier Teva sandals. So it's kind of that, you know, fashion sense. Oh, God. Yikes. But they have multiple electric vehicles like they currently have a i ended up i oh, didn't talk talking to him to okay because okay, okay. they 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 walked away then the lady comes back and she's like holding up vinyl swatches to the side of the car oh yeah and then eventually the husband comes over with the guy from the shop yeah. and so i was done with my lunch lunch and i was sitting out on the patio so i walked over and and uh, asked if i could you know take a look and at like, least oh, yeah. the guys at the shop are probably like this is the easiest thing to wrap oh ever. for sure there's no yeah, yeah. curves to right. worry about shrinking the vinyl around <laughs> so stupid but they uh they unlocked the car for me. They let me like look around in it, but they I found out in talking to them they have multiple Teslas already. They have like a Model uh, Three and a Model S, uh-huh. and they also have a Rivian R1T. And so and then they bought that. And then they bought that. And I think they said they're probably going to get rid of the Rivian for this. What? I don't know. But getting behind the wheel, you can't see the front corners of the car. It's the weirdest viewpoint because the way that that front it's hood is so, so short, yeah, yeah, and it's so sloped, right? And the build quality is not terrible. Yeah, yeah the dash is good. like four feet long too. The or dash deep, is I guess you would say. four feet deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it basically looks like a slightly updated Model Three interior. It's a little more angular on the inside. Ooh. Like that dash is yeah. kind of that very minimalistic. It's got a weird squircle uh, steering wheel. Huh? So it's not the yoke that, yeah. that's out of the Model S. Right. It's got a top and bottom, but it's like a squared circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. The only thing that did make that's me cool. laugh. Oh, that's funny. The only thing that did make me laugh about the Cybertruck is on the center display, It's uh, it's got a picture of the Cybertruck. If you tap either the front or back glass three times, it shatters. And it plays the audio from the press event where they were telling everybody how the windows were bulletproof and they threw the steel ball at it. Yeah, you sent a video. And in some ways that made me more annoyed. It made me laugh just because it was kind of dumb and they were just pointing out how stupid they are yeah. in their own product, which was kind yeah, of weird. I guess that's fine. Um, well, the only one I seen was we went to Supercross a few weeks ago okay. and there was one in the parking lot. And it was funny because a lot of people were stopping and looking at it and they had the tailgate down, which, you know, the little foot and a half tailgate or whatever yeah. it is, which is also weird. And they had a bunch of shit stuffed in the back and then the cover was the on, cover, yeah. but pe- the people were sitting in it. So <laughs> there were some funny comments. I almost said something and I realized they were there. I was like, I don't want to get into. And so when I was talking about you, I know yeah. you saw it at the at Supercross. So I saw this one, you know, in, in person yeah. last week and got to climb around and look at it. And then on social media, I'm seeing automotive journalists and friends that have had a chance to, to play with the cars. And the consensus is they're all pieces of shit. Like right. Everybody's having their own feedback in slightly different ways. Like one of my friends was at King of the Hammers. And so they took the Cybertruck off road and the control arm snapped. Oh, nice. So they That's can't funny. really handle off road. Yeah. Well, it also doesn't actually have a locking diff. Correct. Which it's, is hilarious because you press the button for locking diff on the menu and it says coming soon yes so just don't put it right don't let people know that it's got something it doesn't have yeah exactly that's so yeah, dumb you're, you're pointing it out so yeah, yeah. They, it, it's interesting to see and the one i saw you know in the parking lot when i was getting lunch had a decent crowd of people just staring at it because it yeah. does stand out and they are they're not small either they are not small this one the guy couldn't fit in the parking spot the proportions are so bad they are awkward. But the other thing is, is because this is the guy was getting it wrapped because yeah. it's stainless steel. Sure. And the owner's manual basically says, don't let a bird shit on it because the acid in the shit will right. etch the stainless. Right. And so you have to be kind of careful with how you treat the the surfaces. Of course. Yeah. So, Same like if you have a DeLorean. Right. 
but or a Maserati Bora. It's, it's been a while since people have owned DeLoreans and Boras. Yeah. 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 Um, and so he was getting quotes to get it vinyl wrapped, and he was going to go with like a, a blue, um, like a blue metallic finish, kind of oh. like a. Yeah, like an anodized blue kind of. Yes, yeah, anodized blue about. or like a titanium exhaust that yep. gets heated yep, and it yep, turns yep. that blue. Yeah. So kind of a cool color. And sure. I haven't seen a blue Tesla Cybertruck yet. It's a lot yet. of real estate to cover. It is. Um, but what was what was just kind of interesting was I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were talking about the vinyl wrap people and what was interesting about their choices. Yeah, but right before that, I, uh, I was going somewhere with it. I, I don't know what the hell I was going that's with. That's funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yeah, sidetrack yeah. you like that. It's, it's all good. It's the gloom. Yeah. But yeah, it's, so it's just been kind of funny to see because they're now shipping and everybody's kind of come up, coming around with them, just how much eye traffic they're getting and just they, yeah. they stand out. Um, but I don't think on the whole it's really going to do much. What do you mean? It's not a truck. No, it's not. Did you see? I mean, and to your point with the off road, did you see the video of the one that couldn't even drive in the snow? Yeah, I've seen that one. And then you saw the one like a, around Christmas time. They, yeah. Christmas time. Christmas, Christmas time. Yeah, I get it. With the tree. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one got stuck. And they're like, well, you know, granted it was pre-production. It didn't have the right tires. I don't think that's an excuse. Yeah. That's a dumb excuse. Like if you're going to do a thing that's a truck thing because you have a quote on American truck. Right. It should do truck stuff. Well, and the crazy thing is, is like it's got the motorized tonneau cover, but when the tonneau cover is closed, you can't see out of the rear window. But the rear window oh, I didn't even think about that. The rear window isn't all that big. It's like maybe a foot tall. Yeah. It's like a little slit across the rear of the vehicle, but with the tonneau cover down. That's closed, a perfect that is actually a good use case for the camera. Yes. Rear view camera. Yes. Like I have that with okay, so I have a traditional rear view mirror, but if you flip the switch, it goes to the camera. Right. Which I don't use because it's a weird for whatever reason, it's hard to focus on. Like when you it's go the from the fo- road to that, it's, it's the, the focal length difference. Yeah, the focal length is different. Because when you're looking at a mirror, your focal length is whatever it's actually behind you. So exactly. That, that 25 yeah. feet or whatever. So making that adjustment is weird. So I don't really use it that much. But that being said, that is actually a good use case. If you have no access to the back window, that does make sense. Yeah. I can see that. But so the interesting talking about the cyber truck another thing that just came out are the apple vision pro i was gonna talk about these cyber douches and this was gonna tie into that exact same time okay (laughs) well did i send i don't know if i if you saw it yet but there has already been a guy driving a cyber truck and he gets pulled over by the cops he's in full auto well i didn't see him pulled over but he's driving a cyber truck with his apple vision headset thing on yes in auto drive and and he's air typing air computing yes he, he gets pulled over Oh, I didn't see the pullover part. I just saw a video of him driving. I just this is this is an exterior view. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to see him get tased. That would be amazing. What the fuck are you doing wearing that like while driving? These people don't care. But even in public, like I don't think there's people on the trains and stuff. Did you see all those yes. videos? Yes. There's already people. There's people like walking down the street. There was one. It's actually pretty funny. It's a guy crossing a street in San Jose. He stops like almost he at stops. the crosswalk. Yeah, and does something, Some gesturing gesture. around. Yeah, yeah, and then just goes on his it's, way. Yeah, and so. The funny thing is, is like this kind of happened a couple of years ago when Google Glass came out. And so all those people had the, yeah, acro- you the know, glass holes. Yes. Which is a awesome name. Yes. So, you know, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like, What the hell do you call those douches wearing the Apple Vision Pro mixed reality goggle things? I mean, it's. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, that visionettes, vision, vision dicks. I have no idea. There's got to be something. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be very clever about Maybe it at the moment. call them glass holes. I mean, it is a piece of glass that's in front yeah. of your face. So, like, I I would like to to try one. 
Yes. I, I want to see what this experience is. However, let's just say for whatever reason I decide, oh, that's so cool. I have to have one. I don't at all. But if that's what you decided, the train in your car, walking down the street, on the subway, at subway, none of these places are acceptable. Yeah. None like, of them. In one of the videos you sent me, uh, there is a social media personality, uh, Casey Neistat. Yeah, is that the guy that stops on the stairs? Yes. Yeah. So he's got a pair, and he's and it and it cuts back and forth between somebody filming him and his internal headset yeah. vision. Which I'm whatever. not sure how they did that. I maybe probably just a camera in it. I think you can record. You can because there's oh. a screen share function. Oh, that's weird. Okay. And so you can see he's getting a text message, and then he's finger typing in air on an <laughs> air <laughs> it looks keyboard. So ridiculous. But I'm thinking, why the fuck would you type that out? Why would you just go, hey, Siri, compose message to Ryan and say, I'm typing on the stairs like a dipshit. Send. The, okay, so that's funny that you say that. Because it's also very annoying when people are having really loud conversations or talking to you. Like, even walking the dogs. Yeah. And I listen to podcasts. I'll tell Siri at a commercial to skip. Right. Like, skip whatever. Yeah. It's embarrassing for me to say it out loud. Oh, I yeah. feel awkward about it. That being said, another fucking weird device I just saw is a mask that looks like Bane's mask from We've uh, talked about this Batman. Before. I saw it at CES last that year. You, yeah, that you don't hear people. It was there again this year, and yeah. then I saw a different version of that. It looks more like a surgical mask. Yeah, yeah. And same idea. It's, right. These are masks that you wear in public. So, so you can talk and people can't hear you. Exactly. But what the fuck? Yeah. The original purpose, I think, was for gaming. At least the one I saw last year at CES was for... That whole Call of Duties, you're talking shit, you know, I'm, I'm shooting, I'm so you can banging be, your like, mom. So you're not yelling in your house? Right, so you're not yelling in your um, house, and so other people in the room can kind of be undisturbed. But this one that I saw that looks like the one that you mentioned, like, yeah, more yeah. like Bane's mask, yeah. is meant for that out and about, like, conversation in public? Yeah, please don't. It's fucking, okay, imagine this. You've Vision got the pros and the mask. And the mask, and you're in your fucking Cybertruck. Wearing it is like the ultimate douchebaggery. Wearing a Nintendo Power Glove, and then oh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, dude, the Power Glove was so bad. I wanted one so bad, like every other kid, and then my one of the neighbors got one, and I was like, "This is stupid." That's what I'm kind of thinking. The Vision Pro is. I mean, yes, I understand there are like maybe some interesting use cases, just kind of yeah. like with the. I like, think for engineering and design, could be really cool, right? Like there, you know, the scene of like you being like a mechanic or something like that, and you can see the exploded view disassembly diagram right. as you're working on an engine. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But this whole typing emails or text messages using no. an air keyboard? No. 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 And so I have my why, phone. I have an iPad. I have many other things I can do. You have the ability to do Siri dictation. So yeah. it, it reminds me kind of of the Nintendo Power Glove, where it's like this kind of. It's a piece of tech that has like you look at it, you go, oh, that's kind of cool, but then you realize the actual use case that you would utilize it for is kind of narrow. Well, and it's weird because we're, I feel like we're also moving. It is very narrow and there are, there are some things to your point that I think would be cool to use it for, but for everyday normal crap, it's dumb. Well, and the thing is, is like, at least with Google glass, it looked almost like a pair of glasses and it had right. just a small little window that or lens that kind of sat in front of your eye. This is the whole ass headset. It's like ski goggles yeah, yeah. with like On a steroids. bulky strap right. and then like a cable going down into your pocket because you, have, you have, to have the battery battery pack yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The ready player one. You saw the movie, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Well, the book is fantastic by the way. Um, but the, there's a company that is building in the metaverse the ready player one world so we're actually getting 
Oh, oh too close to that. So it's just going to be people living not in reality, haptic feedback suits and the whole deal. It's freaking weird, man. Yeah. And like, so at CES, the last couple of years, they've been pushing, or not necessarily pushing, but you're seeing companies displaying different levels of reality. You have virtual reality, you have mixed reality, you have augmented reality, which are all sort of similar in the fact that you're using technology to add to the experience in some way, shape, or form. Right. So the virtual reality, obviously, you put the goggles on, you can't see anything in the outside world. Right. Augmented reality, you can see stuff, and it's augmented in some way. So if you're driving down the road, you can see your your destination highlighted with a checkered flag or something like that. And with this mixed reality, it's it's got a little bit more graphical information. So that's kind of like the that is this this uh, Vision Pro thing where you're yeah. seeing your your text messages floating in front Spatial of you. Spatial computing, please. Whatever. Yeah, they've just made up another word for it. So it is interesting. You're, you're seeing these products that are kind of catering to that, but it's like. For what though? Like I, I understand that they're, they're trying to do something with it, but that something hasn't been compelling. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no, I, I don't understand for the every person what the benefit is. Yeah. I mean, okay, so like even they were showing somebody watching TV or watching a movie or whatever. Yeah. And so they've got the movie in this it's huge screen. It's a virtually screen. huge screen. Yeah. Which is fine. Okay. And what you can you want. do with regular like uh, the. Uh, Oculus Pro, sure. you do that same experience, but you can't see the outside real world. Right, but so the guy, and then it shows him, and he's sitting on his couch, and he's like pinching and whatever, zooming, I guess, and changing screen sets, and then it shows him lay down, but he has to like move the thing back in front of his face. Yeah, it didn't. I was like, this just looks awful. Yeah. I've got a, I've got a couple of guys that I that I know that actually have received theirs. They order them, and one of them works basically in like 360 cinematography. He does a lot of like Makes screen sense. capture, motion yep. capture. So Andrew's use case, totally Makes total get sense. it. Yep. Total, totally get it. He's researching work and how to utilize this type of thing. The other guy that got it, he's kind of into tech stuff, but he was complaining how he can't really use it in bed at night because the the Vision Pro, I guess, will capture your hand so it knows where your hands are when you're gesturing and doing stuff. Right. But in low light scenarios, it can't see his hands, so he can't type or like pinch and zoom or do that shit and i'm like why are you in bed with this thing on man it sounds kind of creepy yeah i don't want to know what he's doing (laughs) yeah well he he was saying he's like well it's cool because my wife you know is asleep next to me i'm not disturbing her whatever i'm doing but if she was asleep next to you you could be typing on your phone and not disturbing her too so yeah i don't know i mean maybe he just doesn't want to get caught watching the porns i maybe but i don't that's is, weird. Is there Vision Pro porn? Probably. I would imagine so. Oh. Uh, I mean. The greeting crew is here. Well, because it goes to, I mean, it's just like it has the internet. Well, it right? does have the internet, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. The whole thing is just <laughs> so bizarre to me. Um, Your yeah. dogs came in from somewhere just super yeah. excited. Yeah, they were out on a walk. Oh, that's yeah. why. Yeah, and they are always happy to see people. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I Again, I would like to try it. I'm not going to go wait at the Apple store for six hours to do it. I'm not going to make an appointment to do it. Like, if I happen to walk by and they're like, we have open demo time, sure. But I, I otherwise, I'm not going to experience this thing. Yeah. It, well, and it's, it's 3500 bucks. It's yeah. Like, what's... It's expensive. I have the original PSVR. Okay. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were doing the Beat Saber thing. Yeah. And, all, yeah. and that's basically what it w- turned into was a Beat Saber machine. And then I took it to my sister so my, my niece and nephew can play it. I don't know where it is. It's still there? Yeah. 
it's it's fun but it's a novelty right especially when like the the thing with the psvr that is okay is that people can watch you play and you can see the tv screen so you don't necessarily i mean you don't obviously see what i'm seeing but you see a tv screen and it shows like the what the actions and stuff right but like this vision pro thing unless you can't share a movie with somebody right unless you both have them that's seven thousand dollars in hardware and i'm very confused yeah it's it's a it'll be interesting to see what it what it ends up settling into like what the actual use case is yeah because like even google glass you know they were trying to make it a thing and and it sort of had a little bit of traction and then it fizzled and then the the product was discontinued and that was the end of it well didn't they just come out with a new version of it i thought or is that something else i don't know yeah i thought there was some new deal that came out but the other the thing though the vision or sorry, the Google Glass that was very not appreciated was, and you said it earlier, that it sort of looked like a regular pair of glasses. Right. And people were like, bro, don't film me. Yeah, the creeped out privacy thing. Yeah, but so it had to have a red light on. The whole thing is just, it's not necessary. Like, we already spend too much time on our phones. Yeah. I'm thinking for for Halloween, I'm just going to get a pair of white ski goggles. And, and then cut, the, cut a thing. Oh, it's cute. I actually have some white motocross goggles that go. would work. And then just put a cable on the side of it into your yeah. pocket and just walk around like a... And you could get a shirt and just handwrite on it, Cyber Douche. Yeah. Vision Pro Bro. Oh, there you go. The Pro Bros. Yeah. I think you just came up with it. Oh. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. It's as terrible as it sounds. The other thing that I I wasn't sure if I came up with or not was we were, we were texting early in the group. And so... Ryan, myself, and a couple of buddies, we have a little text group that we always, you know, talk shit on. And we'll yeah, and those people have all been on this podcast, too. Yes. Which is funny. And uh, I was going for a walk the other morning, and I saw a lifted Subaru that uh, so just screamed what came to my mind was Fover Landing. I'm pretty sure I've heard it before. I don't know. It sounds familiar, yeah, but at, it does, at the same right. time, I don't know if I've ever heard it before. So yeah. maybe I'll take credit for it. Maybe not. You can take the credit for it. I like it. I'm going to take credit for Fulu Lemons. Yes. So this Fulver landing trend that I'm seeing is where these cars, like especially a Subaru with a continuously variable transmission, yeah, is being taxed with a lift kit, oversized wheels and tires. It's got a roof rack. It's got a light bar. It's got the the uh, what the, those overlanding tanks those little flat the roto packs yeah yeah yeah. on it and everything like that it's like the car has maybe an inch and a half of clearance between the tire and the fender so you know it can't actually go off road without rubbing everything to shit it's it's not about that it's about the looks which is the fulver landing which is why so with the Cartboy lift kit when we did the uh the marketing campaign or whatever for it mall yeah. rated was what we came up with right which fits yeah perfectly. so they're all mall crawlers yeah but that you know that was uh that was the whole joke but the best was you know so we did the, i posted that subaru to the uh, the group text and then uh, our buddy nick replies back with a prius yeah that's not even lifted no it's just it's just mad maxed but it's got fender flares yeah and then it's got a roof rack it's got a spare tire carrier on the rear glass right. it's got roto packs on the rear lift gate yep. and that is even more fulver landing than the subaru because at least a subaru has an x trail mode or some sort of thing that yeah i mean could, it's they're actually okay on yeah. you know they're all wheel drive yeah this prius is definitely not no that prius might be one wheel drive to be honest with you <laughs> uh the the best one that I saw and I didn't get a picture of it. This was a few years ago. It was over by my my brother in law shop. Was a Fit a Honda Fit raised all the roof rack and lights and everything. It was like and it was blue, so it was like a blue Mad Max Honda Fit. All right, the Foverlander. I like that. 
Yeah. I Fulu Lemons. I bought those Target pants. They're like the golf pants that yeah. Target has that are the Lulu knockoffs. I call them Fulus. We should uh, put your vinyl plotter to work and make some fulver landing. And- we can. <laughs> we absolutely can. Yeah. I actually need to, to turn it on and use it. So we could do that. Do a DOS update? Yeah, right. <laughs> How no. old is the PC that you're using to run that? I old? actually had to get a new a new computer. Oh, no way. Because the computer that was running it before finally just took a shit. Uh, but that computer was about 20 years old. Were you able to get a copy of the software? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. That, that's not a problem. And I think I've told you this before, but when I bought the plotter, it was only available in a PC configuration. Right. And now? like a month later, oh. they came out with Mac. And I asked them, I wrote the company, I said, hey, can we do an exchange or work something out? And they're like, absolutely not. You can return it if you have all of the box and everything and you've never used it for a 10% restocking fee. And it's not worth it. Oh. Dude, it, so, it's so dumb when some companies really need to learn how to do a better job at customer service. It took me a month and a half to get a copy of the software because they kept telling me it was sent. And I was like, it's not sent. Yeah. How do you know it's not sent? Because I, I don't, don't have, have it. it. Yeah. Right. So I finally got it, but I ended up buying one of those little mini PCs. Yeah, that yeah, mount, yeah. It's mounted to the back of the monitor. That's how small it is. All right. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And then I have the cable just, I use it when I need it. Instead well, that of, makes sense. Yeah. So but we, the, but uh, I actually do have a bunch of stuff. I need to cut more safety third stickers. I haven't done that in a while. So some stuff like that. Happy so to make other things. We were talking about how gloomy it kind of is weather-wise outside. And we're pre- Southern California is preparing for what, what uh, the news is hyping. Well, it may actually be a big deal, but a... It's supposed to be a gnarly storm. An atmospheric river. Yeah, which I don't know what that means. Or the Pineapple Express. It's basically just the way the the storm pattern is it just kind of goes north pineapple express like a weed thing it is but it also refers to this atmosphere it's it's something about the the warmer air bringing all this extra moisture with it and just dumping it down definitely makes me think of pineapple like you can hear them running around the dogs are all excited they are it's it's funny they they go for walks you walk them for two three four miles and then you come home and it's like crazy central it's like they didn't even go on a walk yeah yeah especially the uh the ding dong over there (laughs) your ding dong yeah the aussie he's uh he's crazy and then maple will run she's like nope i don't want anything to do with this it's pretty funny but we're supposed to get like three inches of rain in the next 24 hours yeah it's crazy which in southern california is like anytime it rains it's already a big deal anywhere to get three inches in 24 hours is a lot yeah and so the the forecast i mean i guess it's now raining up in in northern california it's working its way down the coast and i guess apparently up there too like i just read a thing that was the basically santa barbara and north is just gonna get destroyed yeah i think santa barbara's to get something between like six to eight inches of rain yeah that's in 24 hours that's insane long beach is supposed to get five yeah and so flooding is going to be a thing yeah we sandbagged we had to sandbag the back door that's what i was thinking i was like oh should i because, I mean, my backyard is is mostly hardscape, so I've, I've yeah. got a concrete patio. But you have drainage. I have drainage, but, like, the left side of the yard drains really well because I've redid all that draining when yeah, I redid right. my backyard. Right. The right side is mostly just decomposed granite and doesn't have as robust of a drainage network because it's been years yeah. and, and I never redid it. Right. So it's like, okay, do I sandbag the rear door because it's kind of closer to the right side of the of the yard. Or do I pick up like a smaller sump pump and just dump the water back to the other side, back to the other yeah. side where the drains are all good. We have like the side yard is, I guess you would just, just say an unimproved. It's just dirt yeah. basically and grass and stuff. And that, so we have to barricade the door, the door into the garage. It doesn't get bad, but it gets enough that they're standing water about, you know, a couple inches yeah. deep. And I was looking at it the uh, last week and after we had the last rain, I was like, Oh, okay. I could dig 
a pit and a French put a French drain in and, and I would have to grade it into this middle part. And I'm like, that just doesn't, then where, then where do I take it out, out from that part? Like, that point, yeah. yeah, it was a, it, it's going to be a project, but I do need to figure that out. Cause it's the water sits against the house. And that's the problem is that it's starting to affect part of the stucco. Oh, and yeah. that's not bueno. Yeah. The way our house is like, I had to cut through the wall once to put in a uh, dog door and I was surprised like stucco. When you look at it, you're like, okay, it's, it's hard. But it's not thick. It is in my house. My, oh, really? My stucco is two inches thick. Oh, geez. Like there's, I thought there was. I've seen be... spots where there's like it's hardly any. Right, yeah. and you, you see like the 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 chicken wire right. in the tar paper and like plywood siding or something behind it. Nope, mine's just straight up like stud and two inches of stucco. Interesting. Like I don't know how the hell they did it. Weird. But um, so I'm not worried about the water so much on the house, but yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of of just keeping the water moving and obviously right. preventing it from from flooding but dude speaking of home improvement stuff and whatever else i just saw this today and i've never seen this before but apparently this is a thing is people are doing chipboard subfloor okay right like normal yeah, yeah but instead of putting a vinyl or wood or something on top of it they're putting a, a epoxy coat over oh they're that. showing off the, the osb sh- shitty, why would you do that they're Sometimes I, I think Pinterest and those like five minute crafts videos and all that stuff. They're too. ruining people. Yes. Yeah. Like uh, I've seen too many videos where if somebody decides to redo their bathroom floor by like super gluing pennies down and then epoxying over that. Yeah. That doesn't look good either. And so it's like this copper penny floor yeah, and it's like. I've seen that. All the work. And then all I'm thinking is like, okay, you, you sell. Somebody's willing to buy your house with that floor, but then the amount of work it's going to take that next person to, to get take rid of it. All that shit yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't. Well, the, so I saw the chipboard thing today, I think, actually, and was like, that's not, there's no way. There's no way that's a thing. This is one person trying to fuck everybody over. And then all of a sudden you see And it. I look, no, I looked on purpose. I Googled okay. it and was like, oh, people are really doing this. Like, yeah. y'all are stupid. And I, I don't know the, the Facebook or Instagram algorithm because I get suggested shit all the time. So now yeah, I, I get weird stuff. I get trim carpentry suggestion posts okay i get um plumbing suggestion but basically a whole lot of like diy home improvement related oh that's funny and some of it i think is just designed to create rage and therefore create engagement oh yeah a lot of that stuff is well and that's like a lot of the posts that have no description and shit are designed so people will say something and then you get engagement and then they get more suggestions yeah it's stupid it's really stupid. I did build a wheelbarrow recently, though. You built one? I had to build it. From scratch? No. You well, I mean, like, a, yeah, I had to assemble it. But we had an old wheelbarrow that just disintegrated, so bought a new one. And I guess I didn't really think about it, but you have to, they just come as the bucket and the pieces, and you yeah. put it all together. Was it I never one, thought about it. One wheel? Uh-huh. It is a one, it's a steel yeah. one wheel from Ace. Oh. Yeah, it's Ace nice. The place. It's, it's gray with the you know red stencils on the side and red handles the handles are metal it's pretty good quality but the solid rubber tire so you don't have to worry about flats that's 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 nice i just had never thought about putting it together and the bolts right they fit into a square hole so that it holds it whatever and they don't they weren't quite right uh they didn't quite fit exactly so i'm like was there too much powder coating on the yeah so i'm contemplating going and taking parts like a couple of them out and then filing filing them and fixing it but it's a wheelbarrow Right. Does it matter? No, I mean, the, no, I don't know. But does. the, the, the OCD in me is like, I needed to use it. So I just had to put it together. Yeah. When we redid our, our front yard, 
I needed a wheelbarrow, so I just went out and bought the cheapest one. A little plastic one? No, it, cheapest metal one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It was still like 40 bucks, so it wasn't yeah. super expensive. Yeah. But I bought it knowing that it was just meant to be one-time use. I see. I didn't care how fancy it was, because honestly, I was going to use it for two, three months, and once the project was done, that thing was going away. I wasn't aiming for fancy. That's yeah. just what they had. And so at the end of the project, I let my landscaper take it. I'm like, I don't oh, need cool. this. Pattern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are some really cool features on wheelbarrows, and I guess if I needed one on a more regular basis, like having two front wheels. So I thought about that. Makes a big difference. I thought about that. And the problem that everybody has with the two wheelers is the maneuverability is not quite there. Correct. So to but get the stability in, is there. Stability is there. But if you look at the way I have to go in and out of the backyard. You need that one wheel. I need the one wheel. Yeah. So, I, and it's funny because I used it, I chopped a tree down or in process of chopping a tree down, there's still a foot or so left, but that's, I needed to move a bunch of branches to the front. It was easier to take that. It doesn't yeah, yeah. matter why, but I got a, a thing. So I also got to buy a handheld mini chainsaw. You sent me a picture of that and it looked like a third party Chinese knockoff. It is 1000% a third. It was a $60 Amazon purchase. Okay. But it's that just, is adapted to use my Bosch batteries. I have Bosch power. Cause it tools. had the Bosch color palette. Oh to yeah. It, it looks it like it didn't look, it almost looks like it could have been made next door to the Bosch factory. Yeah. Like it's definitely not as quality, but it is, you're right. It's the same colors, the same look. And it's essentially like a, just a, handheld mini chainsaw what is it, like a 12 inch length? no not even it's like the, the, the eight ish six ish part okay yeah, yeah it's not very big but it was just enough to get through what i needed to get through how fast does the chain not move? very oh the chain itself i mean it's pretty decent it okay. cuts pretty quick it's not it dulled really fast you constantly have to adjust it because yeah, the chain the yeah, yeah yeah the chain is a piece of shit but but for 60 bucks you're like fine with it yeah yeah i mean it it was that or go buy a new chainsaw right which yes i do want a new chainsaw but i don't need one or you could rent one but it's like yeah yeah i left all when i moved from oregon all of the landscape equipment that i bought i left with the house right i sold it with the house because you didn't, didn't need you, it. Yeah. Well, not only did I not need it, but it's a pain in the ass to move that stuff. And, you know, I mean, you have an acre of property that you're buying. You're going to want a chainsaw. Right. So anyways, that was uh, I thought that was pretty fun. But it took it was one of those projects where, OK, we need to we really don't want this tree here anymore. We need to take it out. What was the problem with the tree? Was it just too messy? kind of thing? <clears> well, A, it's messy. And B, it's a fig tree that doesn't make figs that anyone wants to eat they're disgusting okay so it's just useless and it it's in a spot that was kind of weird and like we want to pull some other things out and redo and yeah. probably put another garden bed in but it started out as like okay it's sunny we had had just had rain it was sunny and it was growing into the at&t put fiber lines to the houses oh so it was growing into that. So I had the pole saw and was manually cutting some of those away. And it went from, yeah, I know we should do this to, eh, you know what? And I Let's started just pole sawing big sections yeah. and then was like, well, to do the trunk of it, I need, I want to do power. I'm not going to sit here with a handsaw. Hatchet. Yeah. Well, I could. <laughs> I do that. I do have, I have a hatchet and an ax. I, I could have done that, but I preferred not to. So yeah. I got to go rent. The only thing I'll have to do is rent a stump grinder. Yeah. Which is. That's the sketchy tool. I don't think they're that bad. Uh, I mean, I haven't used one in a long time, so it, maybe it's It's worse. basically like a bigger chainsaw. Kind of, yeah. That goes down into the ground. Right. So, yeah, it just you have to make sure you know where your limbs are and 
make sure you're not hitting any rocks or any debris. That's true. It's pretty, there's not a lot of rocks and stuff in the soil out here, which is nice. Which That's awesome because where yeah. I'm at, it's pretty much all rock. I swear it must be just backfill from other areas. Like they were building some nicer neighborhoods. Uh-huh. Like, Let's get the rock out of there. Let's dump it in, <laughs> into this neighborhood because I cannot dig without a jackhammer, it seems like, because every couple of of like shovels yeah it's just a rock bang, yeah oh, huge yeah. rocks and they're and they're bigger than softballs so yeah, they're, yeah. they're they're sizable that's a pain well you know what's interesting speaking of dirt here's a little fun thing i learned uh we went to supercross a few weeks ago as uh-huh. i was mentioning in anaheim yeah in anaheim and they so supercross when they set that up there's two anaheim events and i think they do three or four weekends of monster trucks right they alternate yeah they alternate the dirt does not it's not new dirt every time they take that dirt and they store it and then reuse it the next year. Really? Yeah, that is Supercross Anaheim dirt. Where the hell does it get no stored idea. at? And- they put them in containers and they store them somewhere and then they bring them back in. That's- and in a way it makes sense because where you find that much dirt all the time. True. Right? But then you're paying to store it. I don't think they care. They've gotta be making so much freaking money. And they probably, you know, you don't want dirt with a bunch of rocks in it. You True. don't want, you want right? that, yeah. Yeah, and there's probably some, you know, refreshing that has to happen every year. But yeah, they pretty much just store the dirt and hang on to it. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, it's gotta have a certain consistency, like the, the amount of clay or whatever is right. in the dirt. And the, the other nice thing that they've changed with Supercross is that the Anaheim 2 event was a five o'clock start time. Oh, really? It was awesome. We were home by 10. That's awesome. Not yeah. even 10. Because yeah, last time I went, it was like a 7. Yeah, it's usually 7 38, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's late. And then they just did a race. This yesterday's race started at 3. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I, I think that's great. Wonder why. I think probably to get more families involved in person. Yep. 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 Yeah. I'm wondering if just because of the way. People are consuming sports, being able to do stuff like on demand or time shifted makes the the need for a certain start time less important. No, I think it's it's got to be in person because it's it's harder to take a little kid to an eight well, o'clock for sure, event for sure. right yeah, than yeah, a five yeah. o'clock. So, but I mean, years past, like they would hold to the eight because it was being broadcast on ESPN two or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they, therefore, yeah. that audience was more important. Well, so. now they're on Peacock that nobody has, so right. they don't give a shit. That's what it seems like. Yeah, but it was cool. I mean, I, Anaheim two is also a triple crown event, which I don't think is as much fun to go to, but it was still good. Triple Crown is like, so there's no qualifier okay. races. Everything is a main. Oh, and, all right. And they do, it's weird. They do that Olympic-style point system where the lowest points wins. Oh. So first place gets one point instead yeah. of, it, yeah, it's yeah, dumb. Yeah. But the uh, that was kind of cool. And there was some decent racing. Actually, the, the best race was the Futures race, which is like the teenage kids. Oh. Um, that, you know, they're someday going to be racing professional. That racing was really good, but the, for the racing most part, it was I me. liked was the one that you sent me earlier today where it was some open track and the guys were on mini bikes and they were just eating it. Oh, that was a 250. That was a no, 250. No, 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 no. Did I send you something else? I think you did. It was, oh. it was dudes like on little mini bikes and they were just rallying and going over the handlebars. I don't know. Or maybe don't you know. didn't send it to me. Yeah, I don't think I sent me. that to you. I'll send it to you later. Yeah, that's funny. I'm like, I don't but remember it, this one. It looks like it's just a total like motocross track. Yeah. But it was meant to run, you know, like 125s, 250s or whatever. But in between the rounds, if you had like a pit bike, you could go out on it. And it was just a bunch oh, of dudes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. I did send that to you. Yeah. It's the pit bike moto at yeah. one of the yeah one of the places. It's that freaking hilarious. Because the guys are just totally eating shit, going over the handlebars and everything. Pushing each other over. Some dude on a quad. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty funny. The There's a video of a kid that's on a little 50. Like the, they have the little kids, right? Yeah. That race. 
there's a video of a kid and he d- d- rails this double. Like this little kid is like 15 feet in the air. It's insane. It's awesome. Some of these these kids are so cool. Like oh, yeah. watching what they're doing is pretty rad. I don't know how. It's, I mean, as a parent, that's that's rad, but also terrifying. The, the fact that your you know four year old has no fear and is you know 20 feet in the air and you're yeah. just like, all right. I was like that though. On my BMX, I was jumping. Dude, we've set up jumps and we would like we on BMX tracks. We would dig jumps. We would go and jump over fireworks. Like we had all kinds of dumb stuff we were doing. And I did too, but I don't know if my recollection of that experience is the same as if somebody was to see it from a third person viewpoint. Cause I remember jumping yeah. over the fronts of cars, jumping over trash bins, uh, jumping over like huge things. And we built these, you know, uh, plywood kind of semi quarter pipe jumps, right. with a big lip or yeah. digging dirt, berm doubles and all that stuff. And it felt like we got huge, huge air. I'm sure but, relatively speaking, you did. But as an adult, if I was to go back and look at it, I'm like, Oh, that ramp is to my knee. And but if you saw a kid jump over the front of a car, that's still, that's, yeah. well, especially cars now. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's so yeah. big. Back then, that was like a Honda Civic. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. these days, that Honda Civic, nothing's that small. Well, I would ride the BMX track in orange, and that had some pretty big jumps. So, I've been on pump tracks. I mean, those yeah. are, we had a. But I think, I think part of it is just, okay, you know, we were four feet tall. Yeah. You know, so. Well, there's a picture of me in my 20s on a jump bike. Which is basically like a BMX yeah. bike with a with a suspended fork in the front. And I'm riding that thing, and that's all right. Are you yeah. midair? Uh, that's the one I'm doing a wheelie in the picture. I'm thinking of. All right, pretty yeah. good. Pretty big good. stand up, like you know, above. I would say what sixty degree wheelie. Yeah, that yeah, was nice. I used to be able to be good at stuff. So now everything just hurts. Yeah, I don't have that hurt part so much. I go to the chiropractor a lot, like I'll, a PT I'll be guy. Sore. But the actual hurt part thing, luckily, knock on, yeah. knock sometimes, on wood. Sometimes it's my like my knees or my back. Like doing all the stuff with the tree yeah. wrecked my lower back for a couple of days. But I also hurt my back a long time ago. Yeah. So that doesn't help. So on the on the uh, drive over here, uh-huh. I, I had a thought. And it was one of those things where you see it and you're like, hmm. So in nature, nature has ways of expressing, don't fuck with me. Right? <laughs> yeah, like okay. a porcupine. You know not to approach sure, it when, sure. the, when the quills are up. Yeah. You know, you have a snarling dog baring its teeth. You know not to fuck with that Dude, guy. have you ever seen a porcupine in the wild? Only, no, only at a zoo. Oh, okay. I've seen them in the wild. It's weird. Yeah? Yeah, because it's not a thing that you expect. Well, clearly. I mean, like, I've, I've you seen should ar- know. I've seen an armadillo in the wild, and that was so like, oh, hey. They, yeah, that was weird. They do exist. Yeah, they do exist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen two. I saw one in Alaska and one in uh, BC, and but it the, was very surprising. But the thing that made me think of this whole like nature signs with don't fuck with this, yeah, was when I saw these slow moving Prius with a bunch of manga comic book stickers across the rear of the car, but they were all uh, female cartoon character eyes. Yeah, just a close up of eyes. That trend is weird too. But on way. the bumper stickers, yeah, yeah, the whole manga thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole car experience was basically a big don't deal with me like. That was, you know, don't fuck with crazy kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. Okay. Was it a guy driving? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. that's just a sign that something's just not right. Well, okay. If you see somebody with Vision Pro goggles on, probably the same thing. In public, yeah. It's yeah something's yeah. just not right. Yeah. You are something special. Yeah. And so the, the priest just made me laugh just because it had a bunch of the, the manga stickers. Like they had huge ones on the rear doors. Um, yeah, that's like a thing now. 
Or yeah. people do that. I've seen like uh, like the tuner drift kind of vibe, you know, like the I've seen it just on random cars. But that's where it yeah. gets weird is when yeah, it's on yeah. a shitbox Prius yeah. and then it just got a bunch of creepy like manga eyeballs staring mm. at me as I'm behind it. Like, uh. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. That whole thing's weird. What made me laugh the other day with car stuff was the and I don't know how I never noticed this before, but I, and I sent you a picture. I was sitting there in a parking lot and there was a Chevy Colorado, new Chevy Colorado sitting there and Chevy made the choice to put the Colorado emblem in the middle of the front door. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's literally like halfway up the door. It, it's more, it's like two thirds of the way up yeah, the door under the, the body front, crease at the front edge, right below the mirror, like the side view mirror. Yep. But such a random place for it. When there is a very clear spot at the bottom of the door, it would have been fine. Yeah. Like it, that would be okay. It is in the most, it's awkward looking. And it, now that you shared it, I yeah. can't not you can't see it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I thought for a second, I was like, no, I'll bet you like somebody did that on their own and whatever. Aftermarket parts. I went to Chevy's website and double checked. It's there. And that's where it goes. Chevy has had some interesting emblem choices over the years. Like I remember a couple of ba- years back, they decided to put a small square GM badge on the fender. Oh, of, I like, remember all those. their vehicles. Yeah, just to let the little, yeah. yeah. It was like a one inch square aluminum thing. thing. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. GM yep. on it. I remember those. You, you're driving a Chevy, a GMC, yeah. a, a Cadillac. They yeah. all had that. And it was like, why? Because they got to let you know. Apparently. And like yeah. now the, the thing that I'm seeing a lot of is American brands, especially with trucks, incorporating a stylized American flag somewhere into the bodywork or mm. the interior. Yeah. Like yesterday, Grace and I were at the, uh, the grand national roadster show in Pomona. Did and you see our neighbors? I did. See, Canberra. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were the grand national roadster show, uh, shop of the year. Yeah. They won 24. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, which is a great recognition, I guess. I don't yeah. know what that entails. I mean, it, it's something. Yeah. Yeah. But, the ruffian was there too yes mm-hmm. ford had a small booth and they had a couple cars on display and so they had the ford f-150 tremor and when i was looking at the truck racing was climbing in and he was sitting in the, in the driver's seat the side of the dash like the dash trim uh-huh. the side that faces the driver window so i'm standing outside the car looking in through the driver window yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got an embossed american flag treatment like on it it's on both sides and it's just a big rectangle followed by the stripes for right, the rest right. of, so it's a, there's no stars on it but yeah sure Clearly tell it's meant to be a flag. The uh, When I played around with the Hummer EV a couple of weeks ago, it had that same type of Americana flag. Well, the Enios Grenadier has a, it's a, a Fender badge that's half UK, half German. Okay. That, yeah. that one sort of makes sense because it explains their, their background. Yeah. But I mean, I guess you could say it makes sense for the Fords too yeah. in that it's an American car, American car. But what gets weird <laughs> is when it's not necessarily US built. Mm. You know, when some of the stuff is being made in Mexico or made, yeah. made in Canada, Canada yeah. the U.S. flag seems kind of disingenuous. But it's also like you wouldn't see a Japanese flag like on the side of a Japanese car. Like, you know, uh, it's like that weird I, I chest like thumping thing. that would thing. evoke some weird memories or weird things, right, to be honest with you. That's the thing. is like you don't get a German car and it's got the big German flag, you know, embossed all over it. It's, it's yeah. why... Is it such a thing that you've got to have this American flag thing on the car? Like, like, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's a, it's, it's a, weird. A, it is I guess it's just strange. because it's, they're everywhere. Maybe is why it's so odd. Yeah. I do like a vehicle, lot of the, like yeah. a lot of little subtle things that they do. 
yeah, the, the, the hidden kind of yeah, that's unexpected, cool. that's totally fine. But when yeah. they're slapping you across the face with the flag in 27 places on the vehicle, you're like, I get it. It's an American car. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. So the Grand National Roses show, Grace and I went yesterday, and we went mainly, usually. I, mean, I haven't been to that thing in years. Let me back it up. So usually, Grace and I, we, we tend to go on Sundays just because we don't really have much going on. But because we knew the rain was coming today and because I was going to be sitting down here with you today, yeah. uh, we went yesterday. And uh, my first time going on a, on a Saturday, and holy shit, was it busy. Like, just getting into the parking lot oh, was, I'm sure. was a line. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once we got into the venue, it actually was decent crowd, but it wasn't crazy. Um and we got to walk around and check things out. And there's always interesting things that catch your eye. And like my favorite thing to do is look at the crazy engines, like just completely absurd engine builds. Like we saw a Mustang that had three superchargers yeah, on it. That just, I, I just shake my head. Yeah. It's weird. And the engine stuck out of the hood probably a good four feet. It looked like it was at least taller than the roof. Oh, way taller. Yeah. Than the roof. Okay. And it was all chromed out. It was all amazing. But I'm just imagining just how much um, load those superchargers are, oh, putting. are putting. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're basically negating any gains because it's got so much load on it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's like a caricature of an engine. And there were several yeah. of them. And you're looking at him, you're like, oh, holy cow, it's impressive. But then you're like, but why? Yes. Yeah. And then there was a a vehicle that we that Grayson and I saw that truly was a Wow, that's a lot of work, but that is totally not my thing, and it's kind of ugly. That's why I haven't gone to the the Roadster show in a long time, is because a lot of the stuff I just I don't identify with it anymore. So I'm holding up my phone and I'm showing Ryan a mashup of a Mustang and a GT40. I want to throw that thing. That yeah. seeing that picture makes me want to throw your phone. It's not pretty. No, and it has so much work into it to be so freaking ugly but they basically turned a 68 mustang and they grafted on like the rear two-thirds i guess of a of a ford gt that's so weird and then they mashed on the rear end of a mustang so it just totally doesn't work the body lines are all inconsistent but i guarantee it won an award probably for something for the shop for getting that many hours of billable know. labeled. I mean, it was, well, that may not even have been billable. Who knows? That might be for the shop. Like that's the other thing. Where are these shops getting this money to make these insane builds? There's certain shops and I won't say who, but there are certain shops that literally do not do anything for customers. Yeah. They're just private. They're, they're not open to yeah, the public. They're right. just consigned to build these projects. That's crazy. And this car was, I mean, you're looking at all these details, but it just, it, it has this weird uncanny valley. Like it just doesn't yeah, just, look yeah, right. Yep. And you get this weird nauseous kind of feeling looking at it. I mean, like I said, I, it makes me want to throw your phone. Yeah. And that's, ugh. but the coolest thing that we came across and the grand national Rosa show, the goal is to win the award of America's most beautiful roadster. Yep. That is the top honor at this show. And so in roadster terms, it's basically, Usually a 32 Ford. That's been that's, pretty traditional. That's yep. been pretty traditional. But yep. there are a couple other cars in that same category. And there's usually, I think, about eight or ten cars vying for this award. Um, but there's a bunch of different cars. And my favorite are the lowriders. Yeah. Just because the Some of them are so cool. paint work is yeah. just 
multifaceted. When they do that lace paint. Yeah, with so the sick. candy, with yeah. the flake, with yeah, yeah, all yeah. this so extra cool. work. Um, and so we were walking around. So we, it's mostly American vehicles you'll see. But outside in between the, um, between the halls, we came across a gullwing mercedes 300 so which is cool to see there for sure pretty rad and yeah. these are these are kind of rare yeah million dollar mercedes and uh the one that we saw had some amazing pinstriping on the dash oh that's cool like von dutch level cool pinstriping right, right. and uh grayson walks up to the guy and chit chats with him and he's like hey can i get in the car and the guy's like sure do you know how to get in? And Grayson, at this point, has been in a fair number of supercars, so he kind of gets to the vibe. He knows how to put his butt in the seat, even though it's got this really massive and tall side sill to get over. So Grayson gets in the car, he closes the door, and he's he's playing around with it. I'm, I'm talking to the guy and his wife, and they, they've got a shop in uh, the Phoenix area. I think it's actually in, like, Cave Creek, Arizona. Like, in the suburb. Oh, I've been there. Suburb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Like, I guess he's a big deal when it comes to goings, but he doesn't have like a social media presence. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't need any okay. of the awareness. I think also too, if you're a Goldwing or excuse me, a Goldwing guy, you probably don't know social media. He's our age. Oh, okay. He's not like an old, yeah, old yeah, all dude. Right. Interesting. It's just that I think he just wants to fly under the radar. Yeah, sure. And he, and he doesn't need to to advertise, look, right? Because yeah. he doesn't need the business. Right. The business is finding him. But um, he's had the car for like 10 years, and I guess it was uh, a family member's car oh, cool. before that. Yeah. And it was just really well done. It was like a two-tone, like a, a, I don't even know how to describe the blue, but blue over dark brown. The interior, you know, the seats were frayed and worn, um, but just really, really cool pinstriping, really cool kind of um, rat rod details yeah. uh, around the car. He had like some uh, emblems on it. That just kind of had that cool flair that uh, it's cool. you wouldn't expect to see on you know a million dollar plus Mercedes. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but anybody that's willing to let a thirteen year old just climb all over the car and just play with it, it's yeah. pretty rad. Yeah, the uh, it's interesting. You, so that's that Mustang GT thing. Ford, I think, it, I think they called it a, a a mock GT. Sure, I think let's call it that. Uh, I was on an auction site actually this past week, and there was a '68 Mustang. For oh that's rad. He's showing me a picture of all of oh, the, the pinstriping yeah. on the dash. Yeah. So, '68 Mustang. Uh huh. Fastback. Uh huh. El, and I'm, you know Eleanor replica. Oh yeah. Which is whatever. Plenty of those. Yeah. The inside had some very questionable choices made. Uh, they had this weird. They made what appears to be like a uh, a clear plastic center console and like it's got they it looks like they glued on the word eleanor oh, but anyways so i was reading in the comment section because I, I was really curious something just seems off about the car yeah and i'm starting to read the comment section and the vin number is there mm -hmm. and before i could bother somebody had already checked the vin and, and I, it's a coupe oh so somebody put effort yeah to convert a coupe into a fastback and then do a marginally it's like a super weird eleanor tribute but why would you i still don't understand how this works how the hell did they make it a fastback and why yeah it's not like there's no other fastbacks you go get them right there's plenty of them all the work just to do that then to go f yeah yeah it made no sense and it's unfortunately it's one of those uh auction sites where they've converted it to now you have to be registered to be able to even go on it yeah. So I can't send it. So I made the mistake of doing a Google search for that Mustang I just saw. 
and it's a 69 Mach 40. Nope. No. So I, I thought it was no. 68. It's 69. No. I hate it. And uh, yeah, the, the, the website description, the Mach 40 was designed to be a car that could have been built when the original Mach 1 was designed. No. The major exceptions are that it would use a low-profile tire and engine computer that weren't available in 69, LED taillights, carbon fiber substrates, and a touchscreen stereo system. No. Yeah, all that shit no. was available in 69. No, that's terrible. It's, you oh. know what, though, speaking of Google searches, did I send you this video the other day? I Google searched for something, uh huh, and I typed it incorrectly, and it Google came up with, did you mean, and typed the exact same thing. Oh, weird. Yeah. So I typed whatever I typed, we're, you know, searching for. Yeah. Spelled everything correctly. Everything was fine. And it came up with a did you mean and put exactly what I wrote. I've never seen that happen before. But also, huh? That is weird. Yeah. I, I, have, I, I didn't appreciate it. I have the propensity when I'm typing. Um, I end up using the period a lot. Like I'm not trying to, but I'm ty- yeah. typing a phrase. But because the the period and space bar and where my thumb is right positioned there, so yeah. close, I end up hitting the period instead of the space bar. So my searches will have like, say for example, this Mustang Mach 40. It's just Mustang dot Mach dot 40. I do the same thing. Yeah. Or and I so get B's at the end along. Yeah. Right. And so it'll clarify that. I'm like, all right, thanks. You know, it's figured that out. But sure. I've never had it say exactly what I asked for. Exactly what I asked for. It said, did you mean exactly what you asked for? It's like, well, yeah, yeah. that's what I asked for. Obviously. What the fuck do you mean? Do what I did? I mean, and I was so confused. So the the most interesting and oh, Groundhog Day. Look, I'm showing him the video. It's Groundhog Day, and it says exactly the same damn thing. Yeah. It is so bizarre. I I was like, I have to take a video of this because nobody's gonna believe me. Yeah, but that one's blue italics. Okay. Yours. <laughs> you know what? And maybe that's what it meant. Maybe that's what it was trying to say. Is did you mean to do this in a fancier? blue italic? Yeah. Yeah, and non-clickable. Yeah, it was dumb. I had a. Uh, there's, I had an email th- uh, thread with a coworker going back and forth, and he was asking some questions, and I would say, okay, see my my responses to your questions below in blue. Yeah. And then I type in blue and whatever, and he come back and say, all right, see my responses. So after a while, it started oh, yeah, getting kind of that. fun. Yeah. So then my the last email I sent him back, I said, see my responses in Comic Sans highlighted in yellow. Oh, that's funny. I had somebody. <laughs> I, I want to see if it comes back in like wingdings. <laughs> yeah, right. I had somebody do that to me, and it was like they did see my responses below in like peach. Yeah. Oh. I was like, I can't read that. Nobody can read that. So his question, it was black, and I put my comments in blue. Then he went green. Yeah, which then is it fine. went purple. Oh, that's funny. And then I responded it was purple with Comic highlighted Sands. Comic Sans. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's good. The, uh, oh, so, you know, you're talking about stuff being made not in the U.S. necessarily, but being branded as U.S. A friend of mine put us on his Instagram story a couple weeks ago. He was at, a, I think, a ramen place. Okay. Tall Asahi. Yeah. As you would get. Oh, yeah. I see. I think I saw this and it photo. And it, it said Italy. Product of Italy. Product of Italy. So I was like, that's really weird. I, te- I asked Sam about it. I was like, dude, really? He's like, yeah. The only thing we could think of was, okay, Asahi also owns uh, Peroni. And okay. So maybe they with their facilities around the world, that just happens to be where we're getting Asahi from now. Yeah. Still weird. So I was like, eh, maybe it was a one-off. Uh, we went to Sushi uh or no sorry went to benihana with jason actually the other day on wednesday because he jason is part of the benihana chef's table so every year on your birthday they send you a 30 dollar gift certificate oh which is all of you should just sign up because benihana is fantastic um i mean it's for what it is cokies (laughs) cokies is better (laughs) yeah for what it is yeah i had to to backpedal that one a little bit but anyway so we were there i ordered an asahi sure enough it comes out and product of italy 
And I asked the, the waitress too, I was like, have you noticed this? And she said, yep, I like Asahi and I have noticed for about three or four years, this is what it said on it. And I had never seen that before. Yeah. Well, I should clarify. I'd never paid enough attention before until it was pointed out. And now that's all I see. Yeah. I'm looking at this press release from Asahi on June 30th, 2020. It says, Japan's favorite beer is now brewed in Rome. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that because I didn't bother Google searching because apparently if I Google, Google just tells me I did it right. Yeah. So, so far, uh, Padua, Italy was the first uh, and only brewery. Then they added a new one in Rome. Interesting. So the two lines can add up to 50,000 bottles and 67,000 cans per hour. Holy criminy. But I didn't realize the entire world supply is coming from... Yeah, apparently. Isn't Dude, that weird? I'm going to Japan in a couple of weeks. I'm going to see... It'd be hilarious. If it you actually, says, you need to order one and see what it yeah, says. Yeah, and see if it says product of... of and I always are. get I always get the bottles. I don't know why. I don't like the Asahi draft. Oh, okay. For whatever reason. So I always get the bottles, but I had never noticed. And now, yep, product now you, of Italy. Now you won't ever be able to not notice it. I mean, it's still good. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, for sure. For Italian sure. good. But uh, other culinary things. I've got, uh, oh, before you leave, by the way, I've got to give you some bacon. I've got oh, four yeah, yeah. slabs of bacon that I cured. So I went... Every, I don't know, three, four, five months, I make bacon and I'll go to Costco and they usually you can get a full belly. Mm-hmm. There's 12 pounds. Okay. So it's huge. A 12 pound belly for like $35. That's not bad. It's super cheap. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I'm not using enough spice and stuff for it to be that expensive. So obviously the cost is really good, but I portioned it into four, four right. pieces. I did a regular sort of, uh, we'll call it a regular bacon. And then I did a jalapeno. Uh, with fresh jalapeno cured, and then I did one that's habanero, and then I did a habanero jalapeno combo. Yeah, all of those look good. They all they're so I far. Eat them all. Yeah. We took the one we the only one I've tried so far is the regular. So I did slice it, and then we um, fried up a couple slices, but then we chopped it and put in an omelet. Ooh. Oh, so good! It's pretty bomb. So sometimes when I visit Ryan, I get human food treats. But sometimes, yeah, quite quite often. <laughs> More when often I, when I come over to Ryan's treats. house, yeah, I'm coming home with dog treats. Yeah, and. The way it's working now is is like Ryan is my dog's crack dealer. It is kind of that way. And I said it to you earlier. The first one's free. Because Ryan's got this this hookup with this kind of like niche uh, gourmet dog treat brand thing. It's a food, full food company. Yeah. And so like raw food. But it's it's like quality product and it's fancy product. And it's something my dog now goes nuts for so which is hilarious and so i've been sending ryan pictures of pepper in our pantry (laughs) pawing at the bags (laughs) pulling them off the shelf out of the pantry onto the floor trying to get into the treat bags that's so funny and so the uh the last time i came over i got a ziploc bag of like turkey hearts that had some like i think those were chicken hearts we gave you last time something yeah, 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 chicken yeah, hearts yeah, or yeah, turkey hearts yeah, but, it, yeah. but it was something like a new product so it wasn't in the retail packaging and so we were told hey just consume these kind of fast yeah, don't, yeah they don't didn't hang have on preservatives yep and so all right so that bag was gone within a week like we ate or not we the we, dog ate most of it but we gave some to the neighbors and some yeah. of our friends and so it was gone and one of pepper's favorite treats uh, is are these freeze-dried turkey hearts yeah. And so our pet store that we get our, our dog food uh, from also carries this this product. And you can so, say what it's called if you want. I don't care. Yeah, there um, you go. It's called this. It's called that. Small batch. <laughs> and so the um, up until this point, I haven't had to buy any because we've had enough. But because she's been on such a crack frenzy with these <laughs> treats, 
we're running out, so I had to go buy some. This shit's expensive. It's not it's not inexpensive, but it is definitely high quality. But now it's to the point where it's like, well, crap, we were like just freewheeling it, giving her like two or three oh, yeah. pieces at a time. Now it's <laughs> now like, like, okay, okay. Now she's just going to get one at a time and we got to make that bag last like a month rather than just kind of wheeling and dealing. So the, the other thing you can do is buy, they have the, they're like, a, I guess they call them sliders, but they're the freeze dried. We, right? we have the sliders. So if you take those and break them in half and then just crumble as a topper. Okay. That's another good way to, to go. Like the dog It's funny. So every dog that we've given them to obviously that's what we feed our dogs but every dog yeah. we give them to is like the owner's like um it's so like crap we need more of this because yeah. the dog is like losing their shit over exactly it. yeah it's pretty funny and i don't understand exactly what it is but i mean she knows the packaging by appearance yeah, that's that's the part that cracks me up is she knows what she and she goes and gets it yeah that's so and, funny and like we have a a jar of like a milk bone ish type sure. treats and she just Ste- steps over those oh, so to get funny. the bag yeah, of, yeah. of her, the treats and pulls them out. Yeah, small batch is the it's such a good pet food. It's amazing. So in my in the store that I went to get it, it's in the store like in three different places. Like they have it in two aisles. Yes, yeah, so you have like the treats, the freeze dried, and then the frozen. Did you? Yes. They have the freezer too. Yeah. Well, or refrigerated maybe. I don't know if it's frozen. It's or a freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so the the ones I got the the turkey hearts were like. 15 bucks for a three and a half ounce bag uh, of treats and then on the on the other side they had the freeze-dried bits that were on the peg hooks yeah. and that was 25 bucks then the the they had the the pucks yeah. the slider things and those that were room temperature freeze-dried those were like 35 bucks and then the stuff in the fridge or freezer was that and more yeah it's bulk stuff the the so those are the actual raw patties yeah and then they have bait they call base blends which comes in a brick but and pepper has no control so i don't know how long any of that stuff would last well i guess it just depends on you could you could slowly shift her over so she's just eating raw which is what our dogs usually eat yeah um but it's yeah We're also to your sort point, of lazy because pepper free feeds Oh, so we just keep yeah, so food in her bowl, it, right, right, and so right. she just nibbles when she's it's hungry. Interesting. My my sister's dog can do the same thing. My mom's dog, but most dogs don't do that. So when you have a dog that can do that, it's always super interesting to me. Yeah, and so that's why I'm like, oh, you should go raw diet. I'm like, yeah. yes, but, but it would just would, sit. Or it's more work for us to put it out three times a day, three yeah, scoops yeah. or whatever, rather than just letting her nibble when she wants. Well, so we we use the they're like they look like hamburger patties. They come in different meat blends. Have you tried got, any of them? No, 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 thank you. Uh, they have a bunch of other stuff in them too. I'm and kind it's of like, intrigued by it because it, it is just freeze dried. It's all natural. human. It's all human quality. Right. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of want to just taste and go. What does this taste like? I mean, you could, but I don't know if it's what it. Would, well, but a lot of it though is like it's whole organ and stuff like. Oh, I know. Like the uh, the beef one that we that's um the base blend. I think it's beef heart and yeah. other stuff. So it's. The peg hooks had different. They had pork, beef, lamb, yep. chicken, and turkey hearts. Yep. And I'm just wondering. They what have rabbit. Can, they have. There's a, a bunch of different uh, proteins. But I'm just wondering, you know, where you're sourcing in what what a delivery of of hearts <laughs> looks like. Yeah, I, know, I have no idea. I, I know. Kinda, I mean, there's somebody you could ask for sure. Yeah, I kind of want like a factory tour just to see yeah, right? what, what it kind of looks like. It it is super interesting, but it it is funny. Like the the crack Ripley will. He's definitely got his preferences. He loves duck. Like oh, that's okay. his favorite one. Because our our dried dog food that we give Pepper, it's a, it's a, it's got turkey, duck, 
lamb. It's it's all protein based, right? And it's like grain free, but it's a dry food. Yeah, yeah. Well, he loves that, and then he uh, like pork. Yeah, he, it, dude, he goes over to it and he's like, "Oh, I have to eat this." Does he get? Does he try to get any of your bacon? Like, does no. he? Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I don't. We don't feed him people food. Like at all, really. So he gets, I mean, he gets this dog food, but we do put like the bowls last night we had, there's supplements and other stuff that we give them. Yeah. Then we had some fermented goat milk and there oh, was wow. broccoli stems and all kinds of stuff in there. Oh, so wow. this morning, usually most mornings for breakfast, they get whatever their normal food is. Plus they'll get, um, like a pumpkin stuff to, yeah. just to kind of for their stomachs. And then we give them some joint stuff. We give them uh, blueberries and some milk and maybe some bone broth. So they get a yeah. lot of variety in their diets for sure. This morning, Pepper had some eggs, some bacon, a little bit of tomato, uh, some wheat toast. All right. Yeah, there you go. Like a full English? Uh, just, you know, pieces of just our... Some beans? Pieces of my omelet, you know, that <laughs> I was eating and just pulling out little pieces. Yeah, that's funny. No, I mean, they popcorn they like popcorn okay like ripley will just stare at you if you have popcorn yeah ripley so ripley likes ice popcorn and uh, those are kind of like the two snack things that he really likes pepper really likes broccoli but yeah they like broccoli too she also likes nuts cooked or raw broccoli uh steamed okay after we've cooked it i mean sure um or it could be raw too but i mean it's usually like when we're in the kitchen working on it uh she loves um sliced turkey Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, if I'm making yeah. a sandwich or whatever, she sure. knows the the sound yeah. of the packaging. So she'll come sit at the string cheese. You open a string cheese, and yeah. both the dogs are like, "Hello." Yeah. Pepper's the same way. Yeah. So she she knows her sounds, but it's it, but that also makes it that much funnier when she just loses her mind with the pantry door open and trying to get to her small batch. That's so funny. I think that's hilarious, and it's fantastic. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad for her. Yes. But I've not tried it. No, we. So uh, I guess adjacent to food or food related, since we're kind of in that space, uh, we have an air fryer or had an air fryer, I suppose, and it got recalled. Oh, what for? What? No idea. Oh, they won't even tell you. I don't remember. They probably told us, but had to take a picture of it, cut the cord, and take a picture of the cord cut off. Okay. And then I took it to a recycling place because they didn't want it back, but they gave us a gift certificate for the same amount that you paid for, kind of thing. So we went, went last night and bought a new Gourmia French door air fry toaster oven convection Is it combo. Like steals? Yeah. Oh wow. I hate it. <laughs> so I don't hate it. That's not fair. But I made pork chops in it last night, and I'm just not like the way there's a gap in between the doors. And so you think it's preventing it from getting as hot or as yeah. And it takes forever. It doesn't have the old one had like a pause so you could take the stuff out and turn it. Okay. Okay. This one doesn't do that. It just, it's just a single countdown. Like it doesn't have as many features, but it's, but it's bigger. And it, I thought, okay, this does toasting stuff. Uh, no, no, I don't remember what the other brand was, but it does toast and things like that. So, okay, here's a multi tool, so to speak. Who sent the recall notice? The, the, the manufacturer. The manufacturer did. But the it, gift through the Target card. app. And then the gift card was from to, the manufacturer. To but Target. It, no. The gift card was a digital. Like Visa gift card? Kind right. Of but Target oh. wouldn't take it. Whoa. Uh, must be windy outside. Um, <laughs> so Target wouldn't take it. So we had to buy it, convert that gift card to something else. Yeah. And, and then, that basically a Target gift card. 
and then pay the target card. It's my, so stupid. My favorite thing to do is whenever I get those like prepaid Visa gift cards, I just go into Amazon, buy a $25 Amazon gift card. I do the same thing. Apply it to my account. And yeah, it's done. I do the exact same thing. It's I'm sure it's money laundering to a certain extent, but it's the only way to get it in a format that's convenient and easy to use. They also, yeah, and I, I just don't understand. Like, I get the convenience of the digital gift card, but it's almost unusable because a lot of places won't let you split a payment. Yes. Right? So you if you don't have enough to cover the whole thing, and then you're right. stuck with 52 cents. Right, which, which is, is why the Amazon thing is super easy because you right. just add it to the account. Yeah, so anyway, so we got a new one. I, I've only used it once so far, but I'm not loving it yet. And I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But. The other thing I noticed with, with Amazon is... Um, because I always do the the returns, and I'll I'll take it to the local Kohl's, and that's the only reason why yeah I ever visit a Kohl's is to return my Amazon stuff. What do you have a Kohl's or a UPS store closer to you? The Kohl's is within walking distance. Oh, okay. Because I'm I've converted. I'm a UPS store guy now. But for the returns, the, the fun thing either either way you return it, yeah. you can get your Amazon credit within like three hours of the return. Yeah, it's weird. If you take it as a credit to your Amazon account, even a return to your original payment is within hours. So that one, they say it takes a little longer because I've never, they've, I've always had the credit show up immediately. Yeah. That one, they, they say it's like one to two days, which I don't yeah. care because I'm not yeah, hard up matter. for the $14 or right. whatever it is. But it is weird when I'm walking out of the, the store and I've already got the credit applied to my account. It's like, oh, that's yeah, kind of cool. It's so weird. It, it is interesting. I mean, I guess it's just because they scanned it in. They know they now have, uh, what do you call it? Like control. Proof. Over it, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. The um, back to cars, I got to drive the ionic n the ionic 5n last week and it's a freaking riot how different is it over the regular ionic 5 640 horsepower and 600 pound almost 600 pound feet of torque what's the regular ionic 5 have 320 so like twice yeah it's it's basically double okay and it is like an absolute it has all the menus are different, so I didn't get to play with it enough, but I was only in it for a very short amount of time. But launch control is like just, it's stupid. Is it's it, so funny. Is launch, are they, is it one of the ones where they have you do the brake? Hold the brake. And then mash the gas and <laughs> yeah. like go over the. Yeah. But it's like the the whole thing, you're just laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, all that torque at, at zero RPM right. is fun. I mean, well, and, and I mean, like, okay, having launched the lucid which is actually funny there was a guy parked yesterday out front of yeah. the house i was going to take the dogs to the park in a lucid air and i had a couple hats yeah. left over so I, I was like hey excuse me do you want a hat and the guy's like really he was so excited i was like yeah it's just a hat bud yeah, yeah. but he hey he was stoked but it is having launched one of those those are just dumb the ionic n is fun like it's it's the it's, well, it's a, a lot of power it's 1200 horsepower in a lucid versus 640 Which is still, yeah. these are both still crazy well numbers. the fact that it, i was talking to somebody about this the other day the fact that a camry has over 300 horsepower and we still don't have graduated licensing yeah is bizarre but anyways the i think the car looks really good it's really cool i turned off the it has the noise functions and whatever and it has some stuff that's like eh, okay it's just a gimmick yeah but as a performance ev it's freaking it and you consider it's a SUV-ish. Does it have a different battery pack in it? It has to. Yeah. And the motors are different. Well, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, that vehicle is interesting because you look at it and it looks like a slightly bigger Volkswagen Golf. Yeah. Like I mean, that's essentially Golf, what it is. But it's classified as an SUV. So I think that's down. That must be a combination of weight. Footprint. And footprint. Because it's and not ride height because it doesn't sit up. No, it's not. Seat. It's yeah. not high at all. But what's cool about that is that now you, you get privacy glass because it's an SUV. Right, but 
privacy glass requires a certain uh, ground clearance. Yeah, so That's I don't the know how they thing. do it. It's know. bizarre. Yeah. I, I, again, I, it must be down to weight. So maybe the weight trumps the ground clearance? I don't know. If, if you're in the automotive industry, you, you'll realize there are all sorts of these weird, not necessarily loopholes, but requirements to be classified as a certain type of vehicle. Right. And so like passenger cars don't have privacy glass, but SUVs or crossovers do, and it's because they are of a certain height. And because of the height, therefore, you can have tinted rear glass. Which, I, did you just let all the rears be tinted on I everything? Agree. That's so stupid. But, because you can legally tint the windows on it. So, I mean, if you get your car, you go to a, a tint shop, you can yeah. tint your windows, no problem. But you can, it can't come from the factory tinted unless it sits off the ground a certain number of... Which makes no sense. It makes absolutely no totally. sense. But, the anyways, it, it made it more... I guess solid in my mind that thing that it is a cool car. All right. Like I, I had a, a feeling like it was going to be really cool anyways. And I mean, the range is less like I have that Ionic regular Ionic five and I get 280 on a full charge. This is like 240 ish. Okay. But also you're probably going to drive like an idiot most of the time. So it'll be like 180 ish. Yeah. Which is fine. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, that's the thing. Like people are complaining about, Oh, you know, the range is, is so much lower in these performance ones and blah, blah. Yeah, but you have to, it's the same thing like your gas mileage is down right. in a performance car. Yeah, but the thing is, is like when they look at the window sticker, it's under that, the EPA testing circuit. So it's, you know, the the sensible, slow yeah. acceleration and, yeah, and steady state cruising. Nobody's doing that. But it's also funny when people have like a Raptor N or Raptor, uh, Raptor N, uh, a, a Raptor R or something like that, and they're surprised that they're only getting like you know eleven or twelve miles yeah. to the gallon because the window sticker says sixteen, and it's like, ah, eh, come on. Yeah, but nobody's going to achieve that, right? And I also think, I mean, fuel mileage as a guide, as sort of a general idea. I mean, I'm supposed to get twenty something, and I get fifteen in the Forerunner, and that's if I drive sort of slowish. Yeah. Right. Meanwhile, my old Colorado diesel got thirty something on the highway with a loaded bed, which is. That thing was awesome, man. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I do miss that truck, and that's that's sad. It's sad sometimes. So last night, Jeanette, and I, after I got back from the uh, Grand National Roadster show, um, Jeanette and I went out to dinner. Grayson was we we <laughs> we like getting the the foot long corn dogs when we go to like any place that has them. So like you go to the county fair. Yeah, okay. So I was going to say that's not a common since the Grand National Roadster show is at the L.A. County Fairgrounds facility. It's at the Pomona Fairplex. Um, they had all of not all of them, but they had many of the same fair food vendors. And so we got it's funny the, when they bring those in for non fair events. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you're like, eh, what do you do the rest of the year? I mean, I obviously these weird things, I don't care, but I got my, yeah, my yeah. foot long corn dogs. That's funny. So we had them for lunch. And of course we took the, the, the photos that we needed to get, but then we went to dinner and Grayson was still stuffed from the corn dog. So he stayed behind. So Jeanette and I go out, we do dinner and then there's a spot not too far from where we were eating that it's a French, it's a wholesaler, French bakery and macaron manufacturer. Uh-huh. So they do baked goods and all stuff. And they have a small little, little cookie things. Yes. Yeah. Which if you've ever made a macaron, there's a lot of work for what you get. Like the process is very complicated. I don't like eating them. I wouldn't. I don't. Them. I don't yeah. mind them. And huh. so we decided after dinner we were going to go stop by this place because they installed a vending machine outside. Yeah. Like a touchscreen, fancy, big-ass vending machine, refrigerated, whatever. And so we pull over or to the to the uh, storefront, I guess, and it's about like 7.30 at night. And we pull up, and it's like, oh, there's an out-of-order sign hanging on the, uh, on the vending machine. 
and it's this huge thing with glass front. And so we, we get out of the car to check it out and see what they have. And Jeanette hits the options and, oh, it's $6 for this tiramisu cake. And everything's working. Yeah. And she air pays with her phone, puts it next to the, the reader and it, ching, you know, it does it in, in the and conveyor. You got a cake. The conveyor's working. Yeah. So the, the tray motorizes up and then the, the rollers push the tiramisu cake onto the tray. The tray goes down to the to the uh, the the exit the exit the, the, sure to the delivery door yeah yeah and then decides to go all the way down oh no and then comes up and stays there but not to the door <laughs> and I don't know what we were thinking so you used a machine that said out don't use me basically we yeah, yeah. we we used the machine that said out of order sorry. And six dollars later, we confirmed that yes, it is still out of order. That's really funny. But the laughs that came because of it were so worth it. Like we would have been like thrilled if we got it, but at the same time, we you did. had a show. Yes. Yeah, that's funny. And it was just rely, you know, just the realization of how impatient and stupid and impulsive we were just to get some tiramisu cake out of this vending machine because we could have come back. Yeah. During business hours and walked in. And gotten one. I actually had tiramisu last Sunday. Where? At a Italian restaurant. Okay. It was delicious. Yeah. I had tiramisu in my espresso. Yeah, I didn't realize. I guess that's one of Jeanette's favorite desserts. It's good. And I was like, oh, I, I've been married to her for years, and like, and you just discovered this. Well, I didn't so realize it was, you learn new things. Well, I knew she liked it, yeah, but yeah. I didn't realize it was. Oh, the favorite. favorite. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's one of the things I like a lot. That and carrot cake. Yeah, I love carrot cake too. Dude, actually, Friday night, <laughs> I convinced Nicole to go to the store at like 1030 to get us carrot cake. Like a pre-bought one? Yeah, yeah. Or like pre-made a pre-made one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a slice of cake from the store. And oh. she actually ended up going to two grocery stores. To try to find it? To try and find it and found one, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I don't know how that worked out in my favor. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> You got your carrot cake. Yeah, I probably would have just been like, no. Yeah, like what? no. Like as a kid, like I would want my birthday cake to be carrot cake. Oh, okay. And I don't really even know how much carrot is in carrot. Well, it depends. Cake. I've had carrot cakes where there's like huge, like you can see the the, the shavings of yeah, the carrot. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do. I love cream cheese frosting, especially that, when it's not super sweet. I think that's why I liked it so much. It was the cream cheese frosting and yeah. just the, the the moistness of the yeah. cake itself. Dude, I also really like, I have not had in a long time a good one, but weirdly, I love the brand muffins that are like, have the honey. Okay. You know what I mean? Like they're like, they've got like the soaked top of the honey and then you, you heat them up and put a little bit of butter on them. No, I don't, I don't know. Those are also, it's that same moisture kind of like dense, but moist. Yeah. And and going on this like food tangent that we're on, you also sent me something that I'd never seen before and I was intrigued by it but drizzling olive oil onto vanilla ice cream yeah have you never okay so no. i've for like 20 years i've done this so you take a good vanilla bean ice cream okay and a decent all of good olive oil put your ice cream in the bowl yeah drizzle it with the olive oil okay and then take just a pinch of sea salt and hit it okay and it's like oil it's the the creamy and the oily this this unctuous rich flavor yeah. and then you get the salt kind of mellows everything out like the salt i i kind of get i i just i'm trying to imagine what the oil like do you it's earthy stir it up do you, no is it just you i just drizzle it on top and then yeah. just scoop it and huh. so you get like it's like that that mouth feel where it's like creamy but a little bit of oily, but then you get the earthy from the olive oil. You get the sweet vanilla from the ice cream. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so good. You got to try it. I'm intrigued by it. But yeah, yeah. 
I actually had, I was at a restaurant once in Portland and asked them for this and they were like, what? I was like, just, can you please, you have these things. Can you do this for me? And like, okay, fine. And I had been sitting at the bar and right by the bar was the door to the kitchen. Yeah. And they brought it out and they're kind of looking at me and I'm like, yes, I'm really eating this. And then the kitchen door flopped open and you could see all the chefs in the kitchen trying it. And And like two weeks later it was on the menu. No way. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I was like, this is not, I don't know where I found out about it, but. Yeah, because you said you shared an Instagram post, so I mean, somebody else is like clearly. Yeah, aware so it's clear it's not it's just thing. me. Yeah, that was from uh, I think Test Kitchen I sent you. Yeah, which, dude, it, if you have not tried it, I'm just recommending it. Try it. It is so good. A little Graza olive oil. I'm just wondering. Okay, if I hate it, is it because I didn't have the right vanilla bean ice cream, or if if, if my olive maybe oil you just is don't cheap? like it? Right. Yeah. But all, you know, I also don't know if it's the quality of the ingredients Absolutely. that impacts the... Uh, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it is definitely impacted by... Like, if you use crappy olive oil, it's going to taste crappy. You need the good extra virgin, like, Graza or something. Like, yeah. that's a good... We just you get, get our, Graza at Target now. Yeah, we just get our stuff from uh, Trader Joe's. So we've got the uh, the fancy glass bottle. It's probably okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I don't know. I, mean, do you, I won't it, know until I try it, I do guess. Do you dip bread in it? Yes. Then it's fine. If it's dippable, it's good? Yeah, I think so. We've so, got a guest under the table now. So, Oh, speaking could, of could under you, the table, did you notice? No, I didn't. I fixed not, everything. You fixed everything. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You and did. you know how I did it this time? I used the, the screw-in brackets. The zip ties with the mounts? Yeah, but the ones with the screws. Oh, okay, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I fixed it. I think it's mostly fixed. I need to put maybe one more in, but... I was going to say, going back to the... Cable management on the podcast table is great. The desk still a disaster, FYI. <laughs> But you were talking about like dipping bread into olive oil. I was like, yeah. what if you got a ice cream sandwich and dipped it into olive oil? I'm in. I'd try it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Ice. It, okay. Do you like the Neapolitan ice cream? No. What's that called? Is it Neapolitan? Yeah. The flavored ice cream sandwiches, or do you like just the solid ch- uh, vanilla? I solid vanilla. That's yeah, my. That's, that's my preference. Yeah. And it's got to have the wrapper, not the package. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Otherwise, it's, it's suspect. Yeah. Although, have you ever had a a UFO? Yes. Uh, That's that San Francisco company? Yeah. What those things are called? Have you had the mint one? Yes. Trader Joe's has miniature ones. It basically looks like an oversized Oreo with mint chocolate chip ice cream in between. The ones that you get, the San Francisco ones, whatever that brand is called, they're like an oatmeal cookie. With with uh, mint. mint, Oh, my God. They're so good. Yeah, the Trader Joe's ones we get, like, we just picked up a box last night just yeah. because of the fact that there's 12 to a box for, like, four bucks. Or oh, whatever. nice. And so I think the serving size is four of them or two of them or something okay. like that. So, but just one here and there is kind of awesome. And now, yeah, it's Girl Scout cookie time, too, so look out for that. It is, and I, I'm i surprised we don't own any boxes yet. I'm picking up mine today. Yeah? Yeah, I'm ordering for my niece. I've got to go pick them up after we're done. Do you know how many boxes she was trying to sell? I don't. I ended up with four, so I'm not sure what the... Yeah, like one of my friends are like, oh, yeah, my daughter, her goal is 350 boxes. It's like, whew. Yeah, but I'll bet you that doesn't take that long. Probably not. Like when we went to Cars and Coffee, there was a couple of smart dads that brought their daughters. Oh, okay. And some of them had their cars on display and set up a little folding table behind the cars, hawking the uh, cookies. The other one had like a little wagon pulling it around, selling yeah. it to the... Uh, to the attendees. smart i don't like the grocery store parkers when they're like buy our cookies at the grocery store and you're just trying to go in the grocery and store buying cookies inside already no because i have to be like i don't know you and i have a niece i'd rather buy from her yeah i, I don't, don't say that to them but you know i don't 
find that offensive. I, 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 I'll buy. It's just the hard part is, is like they, they swarm like all the local retail spots. Yeah. So after you've bought some boxes, you're like, oh, sorry, I already got some like. Well, that's the thing. Like, tomorrow. Yeah, I have seven hundred. I don't need seven hundred boxes of cookies. Four boxes. I'm yeah. done. But sometimes I'll just hand over five bucks and just walk off. Like I don't need the cookie. I don't have cash. Yeah, I some of them are getting anymore. smart with like the the Venmo QR code thing and and doing it that way as well. But I think I saw at least at Cars and Coffee that the going price is six bucks a yeah, box. Yeah, six bucks. It used to be like four dollars and fifty cents or something like it that. It was like yeah, I remember four yeah. for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And now they're six bucks. Yeah, I just had to Venmo for mine. Twenty four dollars. Twenty four dollars. What'd yeah. you go for? Uh, three thin mints and one peanut butter sandwich. All right. Yeah. Although I thought about maybe getting the coconut ones. Maybe I'll get a box of those. Samoas or whatever yeah, they're yeah. called. Yeah, those are pretty good. I mean, they're not, but whatever. <laughs> I'm very, like, enough. I don't love a lot of the flavors that they have, but the thin mints, and thin the mints fro- frozen classic. thin mints are so good. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see what, what kind of thin mints we get this year. Because there's two bakeries and two types. Yes. And I guess one is more chocolatey, one is more minty. Yeah, I want the more minty ones, but I don't we get the more chocolate, I think, is how it works out here? The weird part is, is the... There are two baker bakeries nationwide, but Southern California depends has two on, bakeries. But it depends on L.A. or Orange County, right? Like in some of the dividing line, it, it. I don't think it's consistent because in some years we've gotten one, and in other years we've gotten the other, and I don't yeah. know why. The outsides of them or the coating, I guess, is different. Oh. Like the the way they look, that's how you can tell. Oh, yeah, there was some chart I saw on the, <laughs> some uh, diagram. Yeah, I don't basically. know which cookies you got were the right ones. Yeah, I don't know. So but. speaking of looking different, I uh, back to going to uh, the Grand National Roaster Show. Mm-hmm. I bumped into um, Ian Ziering from nine hundred two one zero. So I could not tell. I thought that's who that was. That's who that was. But it it looks like He's, the Wish version. Well, it, I mean, a little bit compared to you know. What new? What? Well, not the Wish version. Maybe like if you squint. When was that show on? I don't know. In the nineties, right? Yeah, so probably that's thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah. So, I think what I'm having. What was he a, doing? I mean, obviously just hanging out. He was spectating with it. Was, he was with his daughter, uh-huh. one of his daughters, and with some other guy, like an older dude. Um, it's not his dad because I didn't know who the guy was, but I did a Google search and his dad passed away like in two thousand something. So clearly not his dad, but the. The guy thought it was funny because the first thing he said is like, I was wondering how long it would take before a dude recognized you. That's was what there was, like a lot of ladies that recognized him or something? Yes. Oh, I see. And that's how I, I, I noticed at first is I was, I was walking by and these two blondes were taking a photo with him in the middle. So he had his arm around each each girl. Uh-huh. And then I walk, I'm like, oh, oh hey, that's Ian Zaring. I'm like, Jeanette likes 90210. And so I walked over like, hey, yeah, can I get a, a photo with you for my wife? And then the the old guy that he was with was laughing yeah. just because I was a dude that actually knew who he was. So That's funny. And he was gracious. He's like, yeah, let's just make it quick. Somehow thinking let's that. just make it quick? Like if you get caught? Yeah, like I don't think at the Grand National Roses show there's a huge contingent of 90210 fans. It would have been even weird if you had a shirt with his face on it. Yeah, that would have been odd to begin with yeah the odds of that happening were were (laughs) slim to none but yeah that is uh yeah and you say well you sent the photo i'm like man that maybe that's who that is and i just kind of but the the funny thing is like in the comments like because i posted the picture last night and some people were like is that the dude from sharknado like so some people realize from that from that others it's like 90210 i forgot about sharknado and the best was like was he harassed by a a mob of uh mini bikers because he was in a video 
couple of months ago or something like that where he's in a car mm-hmm. that's being swarmed by a bunch of dudes on mini bikes. Why? And he gets out because he's in traffic or something like that. Oh, okay. So he gets out and tries to confront them. And it's like, well, dude, yeah, the bikes are mini, but the dudes are full size. <laughs> the dudes are full size. You're right. outnumbered, so what? you should just shut the fuck up and just. Why is he bothering? He was just mad that they're yeah, him or something. Yeah. Okay. But it was kind of funny that that those, those were the three cultural references associated yeah. with Ian Ziering. Nine hundred two one zero mini bikes and Sharknado. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I have not seen any celebrities of late, other than myself when I look in the mirror. I don't know if that even counts. Brunch. <clears throat> yeah. That's all uh, right. When I posted the picture, I said heartthrob and Ian Ziering. Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, there you go. I don't go. know if anybody else noticed that. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> Dude, we went to um, went to the Orange Mall oh, to yeah. say goodbye. Did you pour one out? No. So here's the thing I realized. I don't care. It's not a mall I really went to as a kid. Oh. So like. Then why did you care enough to go? Eh, why not? It's right down the street. Well, that it's so, convenient. Yeah, yeah. convenient. So we went, but it is funny. So like, yes, most of the stores are gone. The couple stores, there was like a, I don't know, clothing store that was having a, a thing. Like everything was on sale. Do they have one of those stores where it's just like an Etsy storefront? Because that's what I noticed no. in malls. Like when the store goes vacant, it turns into like an Etsy storefront. You're like, what the hell is this? No, but there's a piano store. Okay. Which is interesting to begin with they have taken over or had taken over like five of the other stores so they they all had notes on them we're down at this other unit come find (laughs) us and they had like just they just had pianos everywhere unattended well they were locked up so you would have to go to the other store yeah yeah but like i I mean i guess that's one way to expand for free what i did find was hilarious was uh, two things one was just sad like there was a an there's an indian restaurant like yeah. food court kind of thing uh-huh. and she's still serving and you can tell she's like, like four days left and that was yeah. just depressing but the number of four lease signs that were still up in a building that's yeah. going to be knocked down uh, yeah like, why like, are you even what, trying right what are you doing and there's no as far as i can tell there's no plan for what they're going to do other than knock it down i don't even how i, I can't figure out how you knock it down this, because there's stuff that's attached to it yeah that part i don't understand but i guess they are it is getting demolished. That's weird. Just like the center yeah, area. That's bizarre. The Sears is still there, obviously, as a box. It would be awesome. There's I have so many different ideas of cool things you could put in there. But then you realize like that side of town, would anybody go? There's no draw. Yeah. Other than Walmart. And I mean there's Sprouts and Trader Joe's and what it, else are you gonna do? And what's there? what's interesting is is like, you know, Back in the day, the the indoor mall was the spot. And now, when at least when I look around here, the only indoor mall that does any sort of business, or I guess still does, is South Coast Plaza. And that place is pumping. And, you know, obviously there's a bunch of luxury retailers in there, and they have the... Uh, but even the non-luxury bus side Bus loads is... of tourists that come. Right. Um, so that one does really well. But all of the other successful shopping centers are really more like entertainment shopping hubs. hubs. So like you have the Irvine spectrum, you've got the, uh, what is that? Uh, the one up in LA, the LA live. No, no, not that one. The other, Oh, one. the Grove, the Grove. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And so these are all these kind of like outdoorsy vibe places, but it's well, coming soon. We're getting OC vibe. Yes. Big O, big C, little V exclamation point, little B, little E. Yes, we OC talked about this last time. We drove past it on our way yep. to Pioneer Chicken. Just making sure everybody knows that's coming soon. Yes. OC5. 
What a dumb name. Oh, you know. But it's another outdoor entertainment facility. It's like the LA Live. I mean, the Spectrum is outdoor. It has all the entertainment stuff, right? It seems to do pretty well. It's always busy. But to your point, the indoor mall is a thing of the past in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I don't know why. Like, what's the negative part of the indoor? And is it just a Southern California thing because the the weather's usually nice? Maybe. But I think the other thing I find super weird. Like, I want to go to the Mall of America and see if it's turning into a ghost town. It is. I've been, but it's been. It is turning into a ghost town. It's probably been like eight years. No, no. At this point now, it's probably been about 12 years since I've been. Well, I was there within the last few years. Yeah. And it is a lot of empty stores. Okay. So Uh, it is the same thing. What I think is strange, though, is I read an article that was talking about how most people shop online, but these, whatever the new kids are called, what are they called? Millennials? Gen something or other? Oh, well, there's the alpha. No, gen- what the whatever the zennials. Sure, whoever these kids are. Yeah. Apparently, they're pushing retail shopping comeback because, because they want to shop in store. Yeah, the experiential part of it. Yeah. yeah. So that's becoming a thing, but the stores aren't like what we would think of. Like you're not going to go into, I don't know, a, a Best Buy. Like they they do want a retail, but it, to your point, like an experience. Yeah. I had to go to the main place mall uh two days ago and that's turning into like also one of those weird like so i went to buy a hat but they're building like apartment complexes like right there in the parking lot like right but it's also the weird stores yeah right so like there's the name brand stores but there's also so they have a place called cap city which i've never heard of before (laughs) right because it's some independent business but even weirder than that is 20 yards away is a lids yeah why would you compete or how could you compete against the lids I, i don't know but why would the i understand the mall wants tenants but like you would think like, oh, this is not really a healthy fit. Yeah. There's a property management company like not that. Well, there's a shopping center buyer house that has the most evil property. Management well, that's what company. you're talking about. Yeah. Everything's the same business. Yes. Yeah. And like, why would you allow a new tenant to move in when their, com- their competition's right next door? Well, it's, it goes back to we've talked about this before. Why does the Orange Circle have 37 coffee shops? Yeah. Obviously an exaggeration, but still. Yeah. Dude, I took this so that hoot hoot swings or hoot hoot hut, whatever the hell yeah, it is around the, the corner. Thing? Yeah. Almost dead constantly. Oh really? Almost empty. Yeah, already. Oh wow. But it's interesting. So the guy, I don't know if I told you this, but we went in there when they opened uh day one or day two, and the owner, the franchisee, was there. Yeah. And he said something, he was asking a question, like, Oh, are you the franchisee? Goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was weird to me. He goes, I own the Blaze Pizza down the street. Okay. And I was like, Okay. Thank you for sharing. And he goes, oh, yeah. And I own the one at the circle, too. And then I went, mm, yeah, driving a Hummer EV. And it's pretty clear uh, what this fate of this place will be. Because, dude, the Blaze Circle at the, or the Blaze Pizza at the circle, which should be busy, yeah, is dead. dead half the time. Yeah. So. It must be his staffing. Maybe it's just shit. Bro, he had, I went in there once and there was, the woman was filling ranch containers on the front counter. And like spilling every, it was disgusting. So, so I, I don't know what the problem is, but anyways, the hoots hot or hot, 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 hootie, whatever, hootie. probably not going to be there for very long. The, uh, it's what's interesting is like, even with a franchise, the franchisee can still fuck it up somehow. Yeah. And mm. so Grace and I go to cars and coffee on a regular basis. And so the one we go to in, in San Clemente, California, there is a Chick-fil-A, uh, nearby in the outlets. Yeah. And so we'll go, we'll place an order online. We'll go pick it up in store and we'll eat at the restaurant. But 
for whatever reason, that store takes the longest to put the order in. So I've ordered online. They know I'm coming. They've got GPS tracking enabled. I get to the store. I and then they start? Yes, and I yeah. still have to wait 15 minutes. Yeah, It's like I could just... The only reason I order online is so I don't have to stand in line because the cashier could be slow. But what I don't get is I walk into the store. There's at least eight employees behind the register in the kitchen area at the drive-thru window. Doing nothing? Chit-chat. Yeah. 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 And so like, I don't get how this works. When I go to another Chick-fil-A, place the online order, I walk in and I walk out with my food almost instantly. But it's their pleasure. That is another creepy thing about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't get it. And so I actually, they, they do the, uh, they give you the receipt, like, how was your service? And I said, hey, uh, just don't know what, not complaining, but just letting you guys know that for whatever reason, this location struggles yeah. with prompt service. Yeah. Don't know why. The drive through line isn't busy. The customer line inside isn't busy, but there's always a wait. And I, I showed him the timestamp of like the order, the screenshot. I'm like, I placed the order at 8.15. I arrived at your restaurant like at about 8.45. I didn't have my food till 9. That's weird. It's chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't get it. I went to a, this wasn't super recent, but there's a Popeye's that's, uh, it's the only Popeye's around here. Went there, went in, this same deal. That for whatever reason, this place, the line could be three people and it's like an hour. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but I got up to the front. And I was like, I wanted to get the strips. Yeah. Three piece strips. That's all I want. Simple. Yeah. Should be simple. She goes, oh, it's a 45 minute wait. And what I was like, fuck? do you not have fucking chicken? Are they breading them by hand? I have no idea. Are you going out and slaughtering the fucking thing? Like, yeah. what are you doing? And she's like, oh, that's just how long the wait is. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. This is stupid. Meanwhile, went to Costco yesterday. Almost nobody. Really? Yeah. Saturday night at a Costco. I have heard that the best time to go to Costco is actually like in that last hour before closing. We didn't, I mean, we, we were there at, I would say, 5.30, 6. Okay. It wasn't like it was close to close. Yeah, the worst time to go is like first thing in the morning. Like yeah. right when the doors open, that's the worst time to yeah. go. But no, it was fairly easy. There was no, I mean, other than dumb people at Costco, which is just normal. Yeah. Right? It was not that big of a deal. And then we um, we actually, was that Thursday or Friday? It might have been Friday. We went. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But uh, I've never had this happen before. The guy comes and he's handed me the, the lane close sign. He's like, oh, can we hang this on the back of your shopping cart? We were the last person. Oh, no way. And I'd never seen that before. So special. Yeah. And I was to get out of here. Yeah. Go to close. another line. You know, for 20 bucks, you can put this on the back of your Yeah, car. right. <laughs> <laughs> that actually would have been really funny. They're like, how come this line just keeps going? I don't know. Yeah. But I also looked. I'm determined to find this. I have not seen Kirkland branded clothing ever at a Costco. Oh. But it's all online. Yeah. It's everywhere. Can't find it. So right. I don't know that it really exists. Or Maybe I just need to go to a different Costco. All the college students are just wiping it out. Maybe. In theory. So the the one that's at the district yeah. is a business center. Oh. Um, and those ones have like you can depending on the one, you can buy like full lamb and stuff like that. Like you can get some pretty cool stuff. Interesting. So I'm gonna have to go check that one out. But I go to this one over here because it's closer. Yeah, there's a bunch of Costco's nearby, but we Jeanette and I have for a couple of years had Costco memberships, but since Grayson's been around, basically at least a decade, we have not had a no oh, really a Costco membership. I one, got it because it was free. One is it's we don't consume enough food to go through it all before mm. it goes bad. Yeah, 
Um, cause it's, we're just a family of three. The other problem is all of the inconsiderate people that have no idea or no spatial awareness oh of God, what's around dude. them. So, you know, how when you're walking on the sidewalk and somebody just stops in front of you for a conversation or whatever, and they're in the way in the sidewalk. Yep. Well, it's like that, but with their massive ass shopping carts in a Costco. And so I just absolutely hate dealing with people that are just oblivious. There was a lady yesterday that pushed her cart sideways. Huh? Sideways. She parked her cart sideways in the aisle in the aisle to get what i don't know and then when i said what the fuck are you doing yeah i i was like excuse me first and then i said what the fuck i was getting ref- i get front i get so mad <laughs> and and then she looked at me like what like fuck you yeah and i was like excuse me like You're, just turn your cart yeah like a normal fucking person so people can pass yeah dude people in costco are the worst but uh target so we had to get the air fryer at target yesterday it was yesterday and the we had to go in line because we had some questions. And the woman behind me was like a foot and a half away from me. Oh, with her cart? No, with her physical body. Oh, she wow. was standing in front of the cart, talking to fucking jawing with this other lady. I don't know if it was her mom or whatever, or her, or her daughter. Yeah. But she's a foot and a half away from me. And I turned around. I was like, excuse me, you're a little close. Yeah. And she just looked at me like, oh, screw you. And then at some point she decides she's going to squeeze between, you know, targets like the aisles or the the cashiers, like an aisle thing, right? She squeezes between me and the gum rack and squeezes by the cart and just walks. And I was like, just let it go. I'm going (laughs) to fucking kill somebody. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, I will say that some of this blame I do put on the retailer for when they build out their floor plan. You are behind me. Stay behind me. Like the line thing is like, yeah, but that, also you don't need to stand that close to me. Yeah. Did we not just go through a global pandemic? That was fantastic sure. because people stayed away from you. For sure. Oh my God, dude. But like, so at target, the, the shopping carts at target are, are they're normal, a little on the bigger side. Cause they're plastic. Yeah. 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 But you can fit two of them down an aisle. Absolutely. What gets hard is when you get to the end of the aisle and you turn around, that turnaround point is narrower than two carts. You've got to learn to drift it. Well, what ends up happening is you have somebody cruising along the backside of all the aisles with their cart, and so you can't make the turn until they pass. Or two people will come down their opposing aisles and then turn into each other, and then you have... Who goes first? Or the people that are going the wrong way. If they just shifted the aisle like another 18 inches farther from the back wall, then there would be enough clearance. But because of the whole footprint thing, it's just a weird. But I always like because I always have that problem at the back of the target aisle. I get. Yeah. Target's bad. And the people don't care. Or people that are like down the middle of the aisle. Oh, yeah. And then they look at you like you did something wrong. I'm like, I'm just. Yeah. Move. And, And people. Listen, if you have children, yeah, maybe tie them up or put them in the cart or do something. It is not a fucking playground. That one, I don't, I just don't get it. (laughs) I get so, I get, I do get like worked up about people that just have no awareness of the things going on around them. And my internal dialogue lately is becoming external. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to the point where it's just like, okay, you need to stop talking now because <laughs> you are going to get into a fight. Yeah. And I, I mean, okay, fine, whatever. Well-deserved, but it's fine. We did uh, go to Knott's recently. And did you, when you were a kid, did you frequent Knott's Berry Farm? Yeah. 
Okay. Do you? Re- I mean, so you remember Camp Snoopy? Yes. And you remember all the rides? Yes. They're all getting taken out. Yes. They're they're redoing it. They're redoing Camp Snoopy. But like, but almost everything's closed. Yes. And it's depressing. The the one that actually depressed me the most was it's a Knott's Berry Farm related thing. But uh-huh. growing up, I used to get the Mrs. Knott's jams and jelly. Oh yeah, yeah. They're not gonna make those. So they sold the licensing to like Smuckers. Smuckers, right? And so. I remember the jars having like the gold foil label uh-huh. with I remember the fruit that. and the yeah, boysenberry yeah, yeah. jams yep. and stuff. And so that was the thing. Like that was a special jam, like when we got it compared to like the, the regular Smucker yeah. stuff. And uh, it's gone. Well, it's gone everywhere but the park. But the park is using a different supplier to yeah. build their But you own. can still get them if you have to go. I mean, if you really need it, you got to go to the park. Yes. So that is interesting. And but, also they just got bought by six flags yes which is another weird thing because do you remember montezuma's revenge yes so montezuma's revenge is one ride that is a loop so it takes you up it drops you you go through the loop you go back and then you go backwards through the loop and that's the whole ride that's it but so what they were doing is they were refurbing the whole thing came up with a new queue theming and all the rest of that right so they were going to redo it all but now they be i don't know if it's because of the sale or what exactly is happening the loop is gone and they've just stopped working on it. Oh, I, I so parts this. of the track are still there. The house is still there. Yeah, or the ride what? house, or whatever you call those things. But it's just a defunct ride. It's I, really. I heard it's still coming back. I just, but there is some sort of unexpected delay or something. I with see. It. But I wonder if it's got something to do with the getting parts for it or something, or making parts for it, maybe. Or maybe they're changing the propulsion system. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But it's it is weird to see just the bits of the track. But not the yeah, and we we were there at night the last time, and it is interesting to realize a lot. Like some of the rides are lit, like the track is lit up, or there's lights so you can see stuff. Yeah, some of the rides are just nothing. Like they're operating right, but they're dark. It's really strange. It is kind of weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. But the go the wood roller coaster at night, Ghost Rider. Oh, dude, it's awesome. I'd never been on it at night, and it is so freaking fun. It's a fun coaster, even in the daytime, but it, yeah. it, it's a rough ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is definitely an old school. Do you remember the, the Six Flags one? Oh, yeah. What was that? Colossus. Yes. Yeah, that's one Six Flags. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think Knott's is fun. I'm still stoked to have gotten all my money. I've already got my money back out of the season passes. Even what? Four times? Yeah, four times. Yeah. I mean, and isn't the season pass just like... It was 100 bucks. Yeah. When, when they when they came out. Or they have that thing towards the end of the year where they do them for 100 bucks. But they just updated their app and it doesn't work. Well, so the app doesn't work? No. So you, you used to be, you know, you put your, tick, your season pass in the app. Yeah. It doesn't work. Oh, that's lame. Yeah, like I've tried to add them five times, and it's just like, eh. so and I looked you... it up on Reddit, and we have the physical card. Okay, so that's what you use. Yeah, but I also, you could put it in your wallet, and your if you have the iPhone wallet thing. Yeah, the Apple wallet, yes. Oh, yeah, there yeah. it is. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, and I've got my sweet facial hair in that picture. Oh, it does show you a picture in that thing. Yeah, yeah. I figured it just had the QR code, and they would see your picture on the other end, but it's got it in the app. I don't know why they take pictures, because half of the pictures I've seen, I'm not sure what the camera was even aimed at, <laughs> so there's nothing to verify it against. Yeah, well, it's really bizarre. The employees don't care. Just, no, they don't care. Their job is just to stand there. I, d- I have not had Mrs. Knott's chicken since I've got the past, though, and that honestly is a tragedy. Yeah, what, what are you waiting on? I don't know. We just haven't. I haven't done it. And do a nice yeah. Sunday dinner. We gotta get Jason. Jason and Allie will go and we'll do a little 
old Mrs. Knott's chicken night. Nice. Yeah. So the last time I came over, uh, Ryan and I are doing this tech bartering mm-hmm. where I took off with a JBL soundbar and subwoofer that you no longer had a need for. JBL 5.1. Whoop, whoop, yeah. yeah. But it's still a soundbar and, I know. and, and sub. And uh, in exchange, I, today I brought over a uh, dash cam setup. Just in time for me not to be able to install it. Because of the rain. Yep. But the... Uh, it is nice that it has the rear. Yes, but the rear plugs into the front. So it's a um, rear camera, but it just... it's so That way you only have to mount one thing on the windshield, but you do also have to have clearance to face it Oh, back. oh, oh, I see. So it's not a mounted at the rear. Of the car, no. Yeah. So you don't have to run a cable. You mm. you can. There's, an ex, there's a different option if you want to go that route, but this one it literally just plugs right in. Yeah. With, the, with curtain airbags now, that's got to be such a pain in the ass. Which is why I think yeah, they did right. that solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it also comes with the, I got you the SD card. I got you the uh, the hardwire kit Perfect. and stuff. So. Yeah. I have, it'll be nice because the Forerunner has one. I see the weirdest crap, dude. I know. You showed me the one where the lady was walking the raccoon. You know, the raccoon? Yeah. yeah. Saw that. A raccoon on a leash. Uh, I've seen cars lose their wheels. I've seen accidents. The uh, Yesterday, I went to the park. The park was packed. So we had rain, right, uh, end of last week. It poured for a couple of days. So a lot of people out and about trying to do everything. There is a massive, uh, you know, those the the street signs, the LED boards, right? Oh, yeah. It says trails closed. Huge when you go into the park. And yet people don't see Every that. single trail has a sign that says, do not enter. Trail closed. Do not enter. Trail closed. What do you think people were doing? Trying to enter? No, they just were. They were just walking past and hiking up in the cliffs where it says, don't go. Oh, that's right. Which is so fucking stupid. You're ro- you're walking right by the sign, and this is how trails get closed permanently. You ruin the trail, yeah. and then they don't let people on there. But what, which is, okay, whatever. What cracked me up was I saw no less than three people do this. There's a parking lot. So you know the zoo is there, right? That yeah. little zoo. The parking lot in front of the zoo is not very big, and it gets really packed, and they, mm-hmm. it gets full. They had a sign that said, do not enter parking lot full. So yeah. what, what would you do? Not enter the parking lot. I'd That's just what driving. I would do. Yeah. I saw no less than three people pull just past the sign, look at it, back up, and pull into the parking lot anyways. Maybe they saw a parking spot that was Only open. to come around and come right back out. <laughs> Listen, people. <laughs> just don't be dicks. Yeah. Maybe they were thinking that that sign was put up like hours ago and somebody had left in the meantime, but... You it know, was is a possibility. It was also biased so that it was kind of blocking the in like yeah. you had to squeeze past it. I just I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't get it. But it was it was crazy how busy the park was. And I'm sure it was busy again today. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to get their outdoor time before. They yeah. Were well, indoors. it's 302. And so uh, if I see things correctly, you can see the raindrops falling on the fence already. Uh-oh. So it's uh, apparently starting. When, Ar- Armageddon is beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The the great SoCal uh, storm of 2024, which is fine. Everything's fine. Don't mind the weather. I, the the local news will make it a a. I can't watch thing. the news anymore. It just zoom sad. in on the on the rain gutters, seeing the water flow yeah. by, and it's just like, oh my god! Do you know what's funny? Actually, I was I was listening to somebody who was talking about this recently, and okay, news reports, new specifically weather reporters. Do they know you don't have to go into the hurricane? Oh yeah, yeah. It's just for drama, for drama's sake. But 
Yeah, totally. You can report on it without actually being in it. Right. Like there are certain situations you don't have to be outside for. We see it. Yeah. You could just take a picture. Yeah. It cracks me up. It is pretty funny to see those people. I almost wonder if there's some sort of like daytime Emmy category for like breaking gnarliest storm. Yeah. And so therefore they, they put themselves in harm's way just for that. I don't know. It's pretty funny though. I don't see the benefit to it other than memes on the internet. Yeah. The best is when they they show the reporter like, you know, waist deep or something like that. And then in the background, you see somebody walking by like water to their ankles. Like it's no big deal. (laughs) Yeah. They're just standing in the wrong spot. Yeah. Yeah. On purpose to make it look worse than it is. Totally. Totally. You know what? You, You mentioned sump pump. Now I'm wondering if I need a sump pump. Well, your window to find find one in stock somewhere is probably i have a feeling they're all gone yeah yeah oh well it's like trying to buy an air conditioning unit when there's a heat wave or a fan and that is it is funny the amount of people that panic but i don't know if you saw any of the billboards on the way over the electronic billboards severe weather severe weather avoid traveling sunday through tuesday yep which is i haven't seen that before at least not that I can recall. No, and I have to go into the office on Monday, but I'm wondering if I can just go. The sign told me not to go. I well, can't come in. Do you have to go? Yeah, I got to do some testing. So oh. I, I'm supposed to go into the office. I mean, I, I'm sure I could do it later. Yeah. But my deadline is still my deadline. So if I don't go right. in, it just Doesn't makes it harder yeah. later. Yeah. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, and if you have a deadline. But I, it dep- I mean, I guess depending on how bad it really is, it could be nothing. I mean, I don't think it's going to be nothing, but it could be... I, ex- I expect to see some flooding, it, but the question, I guess, is will be if there's any sort of local landslides. Yeah. You know, especially in some of the burn areas over the last couple of years, like if that ends up becoming a problem spot. There's So at Peters Canyon, they've been doing a bunch of work where they're taking out a lot of trees and stuff for some reason. And I'm not sure if it's just because of burn risk, but I guarantee that's going to be a shit show after this rain. Especially considering we just got a pretty deep. We got two inches of rain last couple days right right so it's a, a decent amount yeah <laughs> the, the dog keeps bringing us toys oh yeah she was yeah. under under the table nuzzling my leg earlier we got a whole pile of stuff it's pretty funny yeah i think she wants us to end this so we can play with her <laughs> she does and we should do that all right it's good talking to me all right stay dry okay bye bye you've been listening to the ungrown ups podcast and for this we apologize <laughs>